It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yeah, this is the remix. Come on now. Hello, good morning, tell me what the lick read. Pretty face, thin waist with the sick weed. First time fish telling in the six feet. Real bad boy, tell him come and get me. I'm at the fight. Been kind of like Bellman, only took a trip to the truck twice. Unpacked the Mac 11 and their Maxis. Stuff six figures in my damn air mattress. Uh, I'm in love with large bills. and down with a fat ass, then wasting tall heels. Yeah, it's the tough long on the cash in the trunk, trying to give it back to Sean. Minute. Now I'm back with the jump off. Oh, oh. Goons in the club, case something jump off. You back up for the hive, let the pump off. In the graveyard is where you get stumped off. All we wanna do is party. We buy everybody at the barber party. Black Barbie dressed in Bacardi. I'm trying to leave in somebody's Ferrari. Spread love, that's what a real mob do. Keep it gangster, look out for the people. I'm the wicked bitch of these. You better keep the peace. Hey, or out come the bees. The best, still is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black panther movement. Seven quarter to eight, back to back, and I'm sitting on chrome seven times.
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Folks, this is the final episode of the year. This will be out uh, on the 31st. So you have you have, you have have Friday to listen. You have Saturday. You, by the way, you can listen whenever you want. That's the beauty of podcasting. And the stupidity of me, I have every one of my episodes up there for free. None have been taken down yet. But I probably... Sandra, should I take down some of my episodes so nobody can go back and listen to the beginning of of the journey of this podcast. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, folks, I just had a huge cup of coffee and I am ready to go. This is a year in review. We're going to go over the whole damn year. We're going to see 
We're going to go till I pass out. We're going to go so, I mean, we're going to go so long that it might be out on the first. We're going to break down the entire year or at least a couple months months of it. But let's start with Bill and Becky Bailey with their hopes for the new year. Here is my mom and dad very briefly to uh, give us their thoughts on the new year. And then we'll get into what we need to get into. If you uh, have a hope for uh, the new year, what is it? Not only for yourself, but for uh, the world or America or I even just, the listeners. I just like America to come together. I mean, we're always different people and we always will be different people, but we are one per- one people. We're Americans no matter what. And I just like to see us come together in peace and love and understanding. You know, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we'll, we'll get along just great. And just don't try to tear down what's been working pretty good. We need to make improvements, obviously. But I just want us to come together and, and just do away with the hate, uh, you know. And I want peace and love for our friends and and for you and Kara, you know, just peace and prosper and, and all that. Just, but mainly, I want peace. I really want peace. Do you is, is there any kind of sexier thing that you would like? <laughs> uh, I like mom about forty years. Ago. <laughs> she's, she's pretending like she's not. Oh no, she's raising her middle finger. Uh, mom, now you can actually come in on this part. What do you? What is your wish for the new year? <laughs> well, I had we had such a good year this year. We had a wonderful holiday. I just hope it continues. People that continue to love, be happy. Um, do things for each other. Be kind to yes. each other. I guess be kind is yep, one of the kind. big things. Don't and hate. That children are taken care of. Stop being abused. See that they're. Hey, fed. Ghislaine Maxwell just got sentenced to uh, ah, guilty and all. Rightfully so. Uh, she, they haven't sentenced yet, but yeah, guilty on I, six of the seven counts. I don't know details, but anybody that messes with a child is is just so wrong. And any. Uh, uh, and, ha- and happy new year to everyone. Yeah, and happy new year to everyone. Any resolutions for yourself? Oh, get fit. Learn how to use that Apple Watch, right? Yeah, yeah. Connor's gonna help me. He just texted. Connor, me. I've been helping you. What are you talking? No. Connor's an ass kiss. What do you mean? I told him that him. little punk is. I I see the game he's running on I you guys, told and it's him wild. That you set it all up. I see the game and he's I would running. Appreciate yeah. any tips he can give me. And no. he said, "Oh, I'll be. Oh, I'll be. Too. Yeah, he'll have that watch on his wrist in no time. He just got one himself. Uh, yours is a better one. Oh, yeah. okay." <laughs> Okay, love you guys. Dad, say goodbye. Goodbye. Happy New Year's. Love you guys. Thank you. And Mom, say goodbye. Goodbye. End of a good year. On to the new one. You guys, we have, I mean, what a, what a year it has been. Um, uh, I guess we'll start off with the, the mushy stuff up first because that's how I, I like to do it. Um, this year couldn't, just for the show itself and for me itself, you guys have made this one of the best years uh, of my life. You have allowed me to talk to, like, if you think of how many guests that we've talked to on the show, how many shows we've covered, um, uh, just how, I mean, just wild. I got to talk to John Tesh. I mean, that's wild. Somebody that used to host Entertainment Tonight when I was a kid. Uh, you've just allowed for so many things to come true in my life. So for that, I thank you. And I hope I have given back in some way to just, you know, just all I want to do is make people laugh. And if I can provide an interesting interview here and there and provide some pop culture knowledge, uh, some reality show love, that's all this is about. And I cannot wait to see what 2022 has in store for us 
together because, you know, I have plans anyway. But uh, I mentioned the other day, if anybody still has any kind of thoughts on cameras uh, for streaming, I'm going to be doing some Patreon and some YouTube, uh, putting some of the interviews up on YouTube. I will be uh, building a little set and all of this stuff. So I'm excited about that. I've dipped my toes into the TikTok waters. My God. Um, if anybody has suggestions. By the way, if somebody does have suggestions on that, a listener, um, uh, what's her name? She's awesome. She's like huge on TikTok. And she's a listener and reached out and said she's going to help me. And uh, I've got to reach out to her. And I think she's going to come on and talk. How do you? Oh, God. I'm still learning. I, I have TikTok up right now. Um What's her name? I'm trying to find her name. Oh, so sorry. Okay, just one sec. Guys, we're here all day. We can uh, we can wait. Oh, Emily Rose. Emily Rose. Yes. Emily, if you're listening, I am going to be reaching out to you about how to make the best TikToks. Oh, my God. I'm an older man, and this is... This is <laughs> I want to get into fights with more 20-year-olds this year. Like, I want to get into fights with, like, the TikTok generation. Um yeah, if you, you know, if you guys have any teens, uh, if you're you're the parents to any teens, happy to get into fights with them. Love to start some beef. That's a 2022. Uh, that's something I I hope for for 2022. Um, let's see here. So how this uh, it, you know how the show usually works is I put a timestamp. So if you don't like to hear those beginning mashups, I love the mashups because it gets me in the mood. It gets me pumped up. Uh, it just makes me happy. It's like two different songs together as a mashup. You know, it's just the, it's double the happiness. You know, two songs that you love instead of one song you love, come on. But if you don't like that, the uh, that's what the timestamps are there in the description where you can skip right ahead to this, this part. Um, also, it's going to be just me and you today because I wanted to end with just me and you. I was thinking about this on my drive today. I was thinking, um, you know, I, uh, my friends can attest to this, Maritza and Megan and Sandra. Like, I'm very, I'm very private in a way. I know that sounds silly, but um, you guys, um, and I, you guys who I'm talking to right now, I've talked to you every day almost except for the weekends you know, and, and if you count the Patreon episodes and stuff, I've talked to you guys every day in some form. You are the closest relationship I have in my life. Um, and uh, that means a lot. We're, we're, you guys are my best friends. And I, I don't, I, I say that without a hint of irony or sarcasm. I mean that, you know, I, I really take pride in the relationship, the bond that we have formed here. Um, and it's something that's so hard for me to do in my real life. But, um, this this is a lot easier and and it's so funny because I do know who I, I'm talking to like I, I interact with a lot of you guys I get to see your families it's so it was so nice to see your Christmases and your holidays with your families and you know I geek out on that stuff I, I just spent a week with my family uh, oh my god teaching my mom how to use an Apple watch she has notes you guys she has some notes for Steve Jobs she does not understand a few things and she needs them remedied. I mean, she, it's so funny all of a sudden when my mom becomes a tech whiz. She's like, well, this just doesn't make sense. And I was trying to teach her how to take the, the bands off the Apple Watch. And it was like it was like a child. She almost threw a tantrum. She was like, ah, I can't get it. How are you getting it? And I can't get it. Are you kidding me? And I go, mom, what do we do? patience, right? Patience. And I've never said that to my mom. In, my, in fact, I thought I was about to get slapped. I was like, I've never told my mom to be patient in my life. And she's sitting there going, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is a stupid gift. Who would ever buy this? 
Oh, amazing. Amazing. My dad even knew. My dad was like, it's 50-50 if Becky will like the Apple Watch. But uh, me and my sister tried to convince her that she she will like it. So she's giving it a try. So don't worry, you guys. I'm sure she'll be selling it on the black market pretty soon. So what uh, I was thinking about uh, a year ago. So a year ago today, I was in bed at my parents' place because we all got covid and it was the worst. I mean, I was remember just I was just watching so much TV. So it's kind of like when I don't have COVID. But I would just I kept falling asleep, and then I would just be miserable, and I lost my uh, sense of smell and taste, and and I kind of was really bumming out because the first week of January was when I was going to start daily episodes, and that had to be pushed back a couple of weeks because I ended up staying with my parents and recovering, and uh, it kind of took away. Uh, I had just foggy brain. It was just really bad. And I felt like I was on the rise. I felt like, oh my God, I'm, you know, this is, this is so cool. Everything like really good things are happening. And I felt like I kind of put brakes on everything. But what I learned is that that's never the case, you know, is that it didn't matter. Three weeks of your life. Like I ended up, it just, everything that you think, everything that you, every negative thought that you have ends up usually never being the case. And it's one of those things that I hate that you learn the older that you get, but it is true is that nothing it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And also, you know, things that I've learned this year or trying to learn is that, uh, I still get embarrassed when I shout out my accomplishments and I've got to stop that because I'm proud of it. I worked hard. You guys worked hard with me. You know, that my accomplishments, I feel like are your accomplishments as well. So I was like, I was scared to put the Huffington Post article that I was interviewed for up on Instagram because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to come off like braggadocious or something, but I just, I was so damn proud. You guys know that I was just, it really, that, that kind of stuff I fucking geek out on. Um, and, and, I have a manager for 2022. Who knows what could happen? Like, you know, who knows? The best could probably happen. If you guys ever have any suggestions, please uh, let me know. But I'm just so thankful for that. But the first three weeks of the year, it it, uh, it was slow going. So I'm kind of excited that I don't have COVID um, and not repeating the same thing as last year. But a lot of you guys do, I hear. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of people that got it. So I hope you are safe. I hope your families are safe. Um, uh, so... That's all the serious stuff. So let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the entertainment of 2022 because we've had a hell of a year in pop culture. So we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to try to first go through it through the year because Sandra made a nice little list that I'm going to go through. And then I'm going to go back. We're going to go through the year again, I think, and try to pick up because so many little things happen. Now... If I was to say one of the number one things in pop culture for me personally, and I think for a lot of you guys listening, is hear the drum roll. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills had one of the best seasons of reality show seasons in in history. That's it. I mean, let's let's be truthful about that. It had one of the most relevant relevant seasons that it has had in years. It was in the cultural zeitgeist. Now, I, you know how I feel about Erica Jane. Like, Ryan, Ryan, look at me. Look at me. You voted me number one pop culture moment of the year. Or what? Or what? Who are you going to vote for? Potomac? Fuck those ladies. Um, hey, what's up, everybody? It's me. I wanted to say thank you, Ryan. It's me, Lisa Rinna. 
Thank you, Ryan, for voting Beverly Hills the most. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, Ron, when I heard I was your number one pop culture moment of the year, me, Sutton Strack, owner of two minor league baseball teams, I sit, I, I say, I say, I sit on the board of a ballet company. And to, to hear I get number one pop culture moment of the year, I'm filled with pride, I say, I say. Um, beep, boop, 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 Ryan, me and Little Jagaloo are so happy to accept the award for number one. I love it, me and PK. Hey, what's going on, PK? Don't work on, hey, hey, don't work on the brain, work on the ankle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, really, you guys, that, that, that period of time, those months and months and months that Beverly Hills was on, each week gave us something, remember? Like we, I, that, it, it was, it was like a mystery wrapped in a riddle because you had this whole Erica and Tom Girardi stuff that all of a sudden really exploded for us last December in the sense that that's when she started kind of posting these Instagram things. Remember, the divorce uh, was announced on election day and then all of this stuff started coming out in December and then we finally got to see it play out on the show. So really this Beverly Hills season we've dealt with for a whole year. We had LA Times articles that the ladies never read. Uh remember but just the, the season itself we had pancake cake, we had my love Kathy Hilton. Hi, I'm Kathy. <laughs> I thought you were Kyle. <laughs> I mean Kathy Hilton was introduced to us and she was a huge hit. Come on. I mean, the scenes between Kyle and Kathy with the TV stands and the tomatoes. Mom made us tomato soup. It was the only thing that she could make. Uh, you had the, uh, the, the, the trip that, that Kathy Hilton planned. You had the trip to Palm Springs. Uh, every, every moment of this show, this season, was just so damn good. Lisa Rinna was unhinged more than ever. And I've learned, like I said, and I think you guys have learned this as well, is that you need those people that you can pathetically hate. You need those people. Those, to me, are part of the reality show viewing experience, right? You want to like, and I like that it's wrestling. Like, good guys can become bad guys. Bad guys can become good guys. Now, I think Lisa Rinna will always be a bad guy. At this point, I don't know what she could do to actually change my feelings but that's weird, too, because I was a huge Lisa Rinna fan for her first couple of seasons. I truly was. But I got to say, Beverly Hills especially kind of renewed my faith, uh, not only in Bravo, but in reality shows. It, it, it showed that, uh, to me, for me personally, but also it was nice to see a bigger audience coming in. I always worry about new eyes on things, um, which, by the way, I want to, in the year-end wrap-up, talk about how damn well Bravo did this year. Their rollout of Peacock in terms of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and the reboot, relaunch of Real Housewives of Miami, I think both were excellent. I think Peacock is a viable uh, a viable streaming service that is just going to be get bigger and bigger. And I think a lot of you guys will be going to that uh, because there's going to be a lot of Bravo content over to that. And I, I think it, it really made me... Uh, 
it made me happy to see things getting re- rebooted, to see universes colliding. The the Marvel people aren't the only ones that can collide all their characters. Bravo can now do that. And that's why it's like, fuck you, 90 Day Fiance. Bravo's going to do that too. I loved that they had Winter House this year. We got a mashup of Summer House and Southern Charm. It became Winter House, and I thought it was great. We're bringing young eyes in. Now, some of you guys don't like that. Some of you guys aren't digging the Summer House vibe. And of course, we'd be remiss to talk about the fall of Vanderpump Rules. Are is Vanderpump Rules falling? That will be a question that we have to ask ourselves in 2022. But I want to say this as a very hopeful man, is that never count anybody or any show out. If you guys out there are having a bad year, don't count yourself out because next year could be your year. Don't ever count a show out. Don't ever count a person out. Uh, just keep your head down and do what you do, but I'm never going to write Vanderpump Rules off. Now, I will say that there are episodes where I'm like, that is is painful. That is painful, and it's not the Vanderpump Rules that I grew up with. But remember, Vanderpump Rules can only be as good as the circumstances they catch on on tape. Now, it all revolves around casting, like I always said. They do not have a cast that is magical together, and sometimes when you make all of these people somewhat stars or social media stars or something, it starts to become less interesting unless you reveal the fourth wall. Like unless you you call it out and talk about what actually is happening in their lives and how they all got houses and stuff like that. The more you reveal behind the curtain the bravo, bravo, fucking bravo moments, I think that's where a lot of this is headed. Let's see the matrix. Let's see behind the scenes. Now, that doesn't work for everything, and a lot of people kind of have very strong opinions about that, but I do like when that uh, is called out, because it's just so ridiculous if not. Now, uh, that's a lot of what I've thought about this year, and especially as we've gotten towards the end of the year, I think you'll hear it in a lot of my rants, is that I'm like, what is fake and what is real? Like, I I get confused now, because I'll see things that I'm like, that is poorly acted. Like, I do not believe that for a second. But then at the same time, what if that is real? What if that, I mean, you guys have to be the same way sometimes, but Vanderpump Rules. Now, I want to talk about this for a second because uh, we got, we got the return of Mr. Jack's fucking I'm a whiny crybaby Taylor on Vanderpump Rules this past week. Now, if you didn't watch it, there is a scene where Ariana talks that Jax, okay, remember when Tom Sandoval, uh, I think two seasons ago, gave Jax a samurai sword signed by Randy Jackson. And that is a line from the movie Step Brothers with Will Ferrell um, and John C. Riley, where they talk about like, you want to see my samurai sword? It's signed by Randy Jackson. They're like, whoa. And I guess that was an inside joke with them as friends. And Tom Sandoval got a samurai sword and had Randy Jackson sign it. To me, that's a fucking beautiful gift. And it it really shows, to me, what a good guy or what a good friend Sandoval is. And he really does care about shit like that. Which, by the way, Oh, I'm Brock. How you doing? I am Brock Sheena's boyfriend. I'm from Australia. This is the correct Australian accent. Ay, 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 ay. Arriba, arriba. Um... <laughs> that's for Susanna Murray, who's Australian, and she gave me the Australian book. Um, I'm working on it, Susanna. I, I don't know what to tell you. I am Brock. But that was the other thing about this episode was that didn't you kind of get the – and I hate to talk shit, but didn't you get the feeling Brock's, Brock really was like trying to get either Sandoval or uh, Randall and Lala to pick up the cost for that engagement to Sheena? 
And Sandoval was like, yeah, I would totally do it. Like, I, I would I would pitch in money for that. Because Sandoval, I truly think, has an amazing heart and he wants to see people happy. I, I don't, I I just sometimes don't get the uh, dislike for this guy. I love, the, I love Sandoval. I truly do. I love people that are just like, no, I want to have things big, big events. And I want to have people like be in love and love. Like, I don't know. I'm really going off on a rant here. Um, but anyway, so Jack's. In the show, you guys, they had to black out his face, but it, it was caught on ring security camera in the middle of the night. He dropped off the samurai sword at Tom Sandoval and Ariana's house. Are we fucking in fifth grade, Jax? You're such a pussy, dude. You're a dad now. Be a fucking man. Like, honestly, sorry. Hey, guys, if the kids are in, can we get the kids out of here? Guys, if your kids are listening, what's up, kids? You guys smoke yet? You, hey, your parents going to let you have a drink on New Year's? What's going on? Hey, you ever come to LA, kid? First drinks on me. That's hey. I'm gonna get you smoking. That's it, bro. Do you want? <laughs> no, but come on, dude. I love people that are like, I'm a father now. I'm a man. You fucking went in the middle of the night to hand a samurai sword back, and then you ran and you got caught on a security camera. I'm sorry. If you look in Merriam-Webster's, that's the definition of a pussy. That is the definition of a pussy. I did that shit in high school to somebody. I did that to my buddy Dusty. We had this candelabra. Oh, now this sounds like idiotic. I had a candelabra. Oh, no, he did it to me. There was a candelabra that he gave me with, like, red candles. And I remember he was pissed at me and I was out. And my mom let him in and he took the red candles. So I got in and I was like, what? You took the red candles and I wasn't even there and you didn't like that was a big signal to me. You are such a baby, dude. You are literally stuck in high school. I'm sorry. That is idiotic. But it made me think, man, dude, I miss Jax. Ooh, I miss Jax. If you like, that's the kind of shit he's still doing. I don't know. I I mean, I, I don't want to say this, but I couldn't. I could. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him do stupid shit like that more. That is that was hysterical. That And by the way, I am going to try to petition. If you want to reach out to Ariana and Tom, I feel like I should be given that samurai sword for my reality show museum. I feel I could get the bad juju off that samurai sword. Or I could just absorb that bad juju. You know, like I could just take that away because that's a cursed item. That item is like Chucky from Child's Play. Like there's a bad, there's a bad spirit in that samurai sword right now. We all know it. But anyways, okay, so that's not all Jax did. And this is coming at the tail end of the year. So he just, he came right under the gun here. But just uh, the other day, this is great, under Gary Janetti's post about getting COVID, like if somebody had COVID like more than two times, they should get a car. Gary Janetti, of course, the amazing, amazing uh, writer, uh, so funny. Also, I believe married to Brad Goreski, who's in the Bravo fam. And Jax kisses Gary Janetti's ass. Jax, remember, prides himself as a big lover of sitcoms. He loves Friends, you guys. He loves it. But he fancies himself a real comedian, like a real writer. He'll always tell you he has three projects going. But Gary, he'll always like write shit under because he's trying to get in there. Like anybody that he knows is a writer or that works for like anything comedy wise, he's like, he's, you'll always see like Jack spends so much, Jack spends more time on Instagram than I do. And the thing is like, he's all kiss ass comments. Like you, if you could go just check all of his comments, I bet 70% is kissing ass. 20% is trying to get brand deals and 10% is probably just looking at uh, IG models. You know, that's gotta be the breakdown. But under Gary Janetti's post, Jax writes this. 
that he had COVID three times. And then somebody asked him about this and he goes, yeah, was really sick the first time, a very little sick the next, and just lost my senses on the third. And yes, I am vaccinated. Help! You can come help me if you want. Remember that when he couldn't swim? Um, first off, it's amazing to have somebody's greatest hits right in this little phrase because it also shows you how bad his sentence structure is and just his grasp of the English language. A very little sick the next. That's a direct quote. He goes, was really sick the first time, a very little sick the next. How are you feeling? A very little sick. By the way, if you guys, if anybody's feeling bad out there, go, uh, if anybody asks, how are you feeling today? Say, a very little sick. Oh, okay. Well, then good for you. A very little sick. And then he goes, just lost my senses on the third. So the first two, your senses were completely there. You fucking nut job. I, I mean, come on. And also, if Jack's had COVID three times, don't you think we would have heard it blasted from every fucking social media? Like, also, I believe he had COVID once. Three times? What the fuck were you doing? Like, honestly, where were you going? Like, what? What? You don't have a job. What are you doing? You're making, like, Instagram lives from your home. Who are you getting COVID from at this point? Like, for real. You pushed out and didn't go to that party a couple weeks ago, that holiday party, because Sandoval was there. Come on, dude. I'm sorry, but this, I, we got to have Jax back. This is just too good. Like, this is, this feel, this fills me with rage and passion. Like, I, like, to me, he's my Joker. I'm Batman. He's the Joker. It's like Giselle and Karen or Whitney and Lisa Barlow. He is my Joker. He completes me. He makes me want to be a better man, for real. So, uh, of course, we'll see what Vanderpump rules. I'm hearing it already got picked up for another season. So, remember, I see this on Twitter a lot. Twitter's really toxic in terms of its discourse because you can't really have discourse when you're just giving small messages back and forth. I use it as just silly jokes. Uh, That's pretty much all I use it for. Um, But a lot of people will be like, oh, cancel it. It's like, first off, you're embarrassing yourself. Cancel it? No. Nobody's listening to you, honestly. Shows will cancel when they cancel. It's still getting better ratings than a couple of other shows. The ratings aren't great this season, but it's good enough. But more than that, I want the show to be good. Like, that's it. I just want people to think this through, to to recast some characters, and to get some fresh eyes on it. I feel like we have DJ James Kennedy and Raquel, which we'll talk about later uh, in this show. Um, you have some really interesting things happen. Also... Katie and, and, and Schwartz, what is going on with them? I still keep getting messages about something weird is potentially going on with them. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if you guys have any information or you guys sense anything weird, but who, I just, I can never tell, you know? Okay. So let's start at the beginning of the year. Now, if you guys remember at the end of the year, we got the Ben Affleck picture of, uh, you know, him, with the Dunkin' Donuts cup and the finger flip, and he looked very skinny, and people were very worried. Um, and then we got um, uh, we got that photo of him with all of the objects when it was raining with the hoodie. We had a lot of great Ben Affleck photos. Um, so that was leading us into 2021. So right out of the gate, in early January, this is what we had. It was like, it was startling how much stuff broke right in that first week of January. So we get Kim and Kanye announce their divorce. Um, so that is wild right out of the gate. We, and we're still dealing with that right now because now we're at the end of the year. 
Kim has moved on with Pete Davidson, which, by the way, uh, Pete Davidson is hosting the NBC New Year's Eve special with Miley Cyrus. Hi, y'all. I'm Miley. What's going on? <laughs> um, which, by the way, I have insider information that Kim is with Pete and their private jet was late for rehearsals today. So a uh, little inside scoop for all the uh, people that. Yeah, look, I get tea, too, you guys. Um, Okay, so Kim and Kanye announced divorce. That has played out the entire year. We now have Kanye begging to get Kim back. Of course, uh, Kim has moved on with Pete Davidson, uh, which is wild if you think about that, because Kim hosted the first episode of this season of Saturday Night Live. And since then, what is that, uh, in-September or the beginning of October— and we got the first pictures of Kim and Pete at the roller coaster, remember? And they were like holding hands supposedly, but people were like, well, maybe that's just, you know, you're scared. So you hold somebody's hand at a roller coaster. I knew immediately. Then we had the picture on Pete Davidson's birthday where they were all in matching jammies and Kim had hired Pete Davidson's favorite rapper, Flavor. I'm Flavor Flav! You big lady! You guys remember Flavor of Love. That's from Flavor of Love, but... Also, I still find it completely bizarre that Kim hired Flavor Flav to come out and meet Pete. Like, that just seems weird. It's like a step above cameo. It's very weird. We got that photo with Kris Jenner. Uh, Of course, they supposedly spent Christmas together. We, as I talked to on the show this week, Kim lent Pete uh, her Rolls Royce so he could go get weed and cigarettes, and then he pissed near it. So... What's not gonna? What's not to love about this relationship? Every time you think Kim's gonna go one way, she goes in a completely different direction. But I gotta tell you, it's kind of left my stomach turning a little bit. I really am at a point. I was telling Maritza earlier that I'm just I'm starting to get into a phase where I really am starting to dislike the Kardashians again. Like sometimes I'm I go in waves and they'll be like, but uh, across the gate, I'm like, it's weird. Like I don't buy any of it. Like I buy the sense that they're hooking up and stuff, but I kind of. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's not for me to say yay or nay, but there's nothing, like, everybody was all, like, all for Courtney and Travis Barker, right? Everybody's like, yay, oh my God, that's so amazing, good for Court. We're, we're not like that about Kim and Pete, right? Like, we're not, we're not, as the kids say, shipping Kim and Pete, Keat or Pim, whatever we're calling them. We're not, we don't, like, that, I don't, like, I, also, I'm a grown man, so I don't really, shouldn't ship people anymore, but I, I don't know. It just, it feels like, like I have always said, Pete is a good guy, all that. He seems like young. He seems like he's fucking anything that like moves, but it also just seems like Kim's at a phase in her life where she's kind of beyond that. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if this is a, a play to get new eyes and to kind of connect with the youth. I, I look at all of these things as PR moves, but it just, there's something that doesn't, Because it's just like, that shouldn't work at all from what we know about Kim, except that Kim likes attention. So that's the only way it should work, right? Like, if if it's because she did it for some sort of attention. Like, I'm sure he's fun as hell to hang out with. But like, dude, you're a billionaire with like four kids and you're helping prison reform and you're trying to be a lawyer. You think giving your roles so a guy can go buy weed and American Spirit cigarettes and piss next to it is like the move right now? I don't care how big his schlong is. You know what I'm saying? Which that's what I'm calling 2022, the year of the average penis. That's right, folks. I am going to be the spokesman for the year of the average penis. I I am bringing it back. 
It is cool and sexy again just to have an average penis. Not the hey, tall skinny boys are out. It's um it's beefy guys like me from this point on. That's it. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it. That is a trend. So, okay, so Kanye and Kim announced their divorce in January. We also had the beginning of the Army Hammer scandal. Now, this is great to talk about, you guys, because we're seeing a year later what a year does to a lot of these things. Now, the Army Hammer scandal broke with an Instagrammer named Effie, who uh, she says he sexually assaulted her. Then it came out in a bunch of DMs. He was doing the same thing to a lot of women. Um and uh, he consequently got dropped by a bunch of movies. Now, he had already shot the Netflix, uh, I don't know if it's Netflix, I think they produced it, but I think it's going to be out in theaters, the Kenneth Branagh-directed film Death on the Nile. Um, and that movie was supposed to be out, I think, six months ago, and they had to hold it. But now, if you see, Army is forefront on the movie poster, uh, so it is getting released and I think they really are banking on people forgetting. And it's, it's interesting. If you see this week, TMZ planted a story about him, um, with his kids swimming, very friendly article. Um, and I think this is what you're going to see PR machines start getting to work of like, Oh, look, family guy, great guy. And by the way, I'm not saying that he's not, I'm not saying that creeps can't have multiple sides to them. They obviously can that's what I think we also got to divorce ourselves from this thing, black or white. No, there's so much gray in the world, right? It doesn't mean he can't be good at this or be... And and I oh, the comments I hate the most, though, when it's just like, oh, he's still hot, I'd nail him. Like, come on, that doesn't help anybody. Like, I mean, it's like literally people are just begging to make mistakes right and left all the time uh, because of looks, because of fame. Like, it's so stupid. We're so attracted to bullshit. And I, I mean... It's part of the reason why I have a show and I grew up liking all this bullshit, but it's, it's sometimes frustrating to watch because it's like that, that movie don't look up that Adam McKay, it's on Netflix right now. People know this world ending comet is heading to them, but they don't ever do anything about it. They're like, ah, okay. And it's the same thing is that people get all this information that certain people are bad people and they never really do anything about it. They don't really seem to care. They, they turn a blind eye or look the other way. So you're going to see in this new year, uh, really a studio system at play, PR at play, and they're going to release it with Army Hammer as one of the leads. And we're going to really see. But, you know, I, like I said uh, a couple months ago, I think he will be working again. It'll be interesting to see what his big interview is to explain all of this. But right now they're painting him as a family man. He's co-parenting with his wife, ex-wife Elizabeth. I heard that there might be a reconciliation with them. We'll see. Uh, it kind of scares me. Like it, it just, it, it, it scares me. I, I really am curious myself what, what we'll see with that. Now, also that first week of January, we come out right out of the gate that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating. Woo! Now, of course, Olivia Wilde met Harry Styles. She directed a new movie that's going to be coming out in 2022 with Florence Pugh, my favorite actor from Midsommar. Um, and she directed it. Harry Styles is the male lead in that. And it's supposedly uh, an amazing film from the things that I'm hearing about it. But they uh, they fell in love. And we got their first pictures as a couple at one of their friend's weddings. Now, the other thing at play in this is that Olivia, Olivia Wilde got divorced from Jason Sudeikis. Now, Jason Sudeikis, of course, is on a heck of a last couple of years because of the Apple TV show Ted Lasso, which he has won the Emmy and the Golden Globe and all of these awards for. 
Um, but it's another thing where you have a, a Kim, Kanye, Pete situation. I mean, God, I mean, Jason Zudek is so fucking talented and having such an amazing moment. But at the end of the day, I, it would drive me up a fucking wall because Harry Styles, I've got to say, is even one of the coolest people that I've ever saw. Like, I mean, honestly, the dude, it's just that guy is just a great performer. I like his music. I really like Harry. I love the, the last album he did. That's a great album. Would have loved to have seen him uh, on his concert, but I think they were only letting women into that. <laughs> so we also get in January the announcement of Courtney and Travis Barker dating. Um, of course, now towards, uh, we'll get to that, but they got engaged as well. So this is the first part of that. And this is also when we get the Madison, uh, Madison, Madison, Austin, Kristen, Jay, Justin drama, drama. Um, so what happened is that we see all of these videos with like Madison on Austin's or no, sorry, we had Kristen Cavallari's on Austin's shoulder with Craig and Justin Anderson, and uh, they're, they're lip-singing the song, uh, uh, Never getting back together, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. And that was supposedly a punch at Madison. Um, so we get that uh, that video clip that was an IG Live, I bet. And then in February, that's when the Madison A-Rod story starts breaking. So it's like, holy shit. Because A-Rod is supposedly with Jennifer Lopez, right? All of a sudden, we know that A-Rod is getting into Madison from Southern Charms. Um, her DMs. And Madison maybe met up with him. So all of this comes out. That's wild. We also, on the heels of the Army Hammer scandal, we get all these Marilyn Manson allegations. Of course, Marilyn Manson, the scary pop rock uh, bad boy, I guess. All of these allegations against him of torture, of uh, putting women in a box that he had built in his apartment to punish them. Uh, we had always had certain rumblings about Marilyn Manson through the Evan Rachel Wood, uh, the actor, their uh, relationship. But she finally comes out and says... Uh, Maryland by name, and we get a bunch of accusations against him, which we are still dealing with. But funny enough, this is why pop culture is such a wild map, is that Kanye puts Maryland on his Donda album and brings him out at some of the Donda shows, almost giving him kind of like uh, a second chance or like some kind of redemption. I think Kanye believes he is a facilitator for those um, that are canceled or something. It, I, I, I really hate that about Kanye because if you read a couple of the articles, there's a really good article in Rolling Stone about some of these allegations and it's really just horrifying. And once again, Marilyn or Brian Warner is his real name. This is what he said he liked to do. He told you what he liked to do. We know, we knew that the dude loves some fucked up shit. Now I love fucked up imagery. I even really liked uh, God, what was his third album? Mechanical Animals. I thought it was a great album. It was like 20 years ago now. But um, so we get the Marilyn Manson allegations start coming out. Now, this is also at in January into February, we got the uh, New York Times special on Hulu about Britney Spears. Now, this really ignites Britney's case. The free Britney movement, which has been going on for so many years, it really fires up because we get the whole story. We start piecing together the stories of the conservatorship, the first filings, things like that. Now, guys, if anything, what you should be proud of this year is for all of the things that you did in your life. But I got to tell you, this is where fandom, every Britney Spears fan should be so fucking filled with pride right now because 
every one of the Britney fans helped what happened this year for Britney happen. Um, and this is when the first rumblings of all of this stuff started. And you're just like, holy crap. And it's so weird is that we have so many things going on in our own lives, so much pop culture happening all the time, movies, music, TV shows to watch, that sometimes we're like, well, you don't really... You kind of just forget about people like Britney sometimes. You always love their music and stuff, but you kind of like, well, obviously, nothing truly criminal could take place, right? There's a whole conservatorship set up. That can't be bad, right? Turns out it was fucking horrible. Turns out it was so, so horrible. And it, it's wild that we, a lot of the Free Britney movement knew this all along, but people like me kind of started waking up more to it of like, why didn't any of us look into it more? I mean, the Free Britney people were totally screaming as loud as they can, but a lot of us, I, I remember kind of not writing it off, but just like, oh, it seems like she's just going through some stuff, and I heard she was mentally unwell, and I mean, of course you'd be mentally unwell if this happened to you. Of course. And we now, throughout this year of 2021, we get to hear more of her story and more of the abuse the abuse of the conservatorship, the abuse of Britney, not having agency of her own body. I mean, they, they uh, uh, you know, inserted an IUD. They wouldn't let her take it out. I mean, wild. Like I said, I think one of the big changes with this year or the last couple of years is that reality stars, uh, pop stars, movie stars, these used to be things that we wanted to be. They, they were aspirational careers. They were like, if only I could be a movie star. I think this is one of the first years where people were like, I, I wouldn't want to touch, I wouldn't want to be a movie star with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't want to be Britney Spears at all. At all. I mean, you hear some of these stories, what she, who, you know, it was uh, structured on who she'd even be able to talk to. You don't even have the freedom of a phone. She couldn't get an iPad. She couldn't get a pair of Skechers shoes she wanted in a Las Vegas mall when she was on her way to make a million dollars that week in performances. Couldn't get a pair of Skechers shoes. Fucking Skechers, you guys. <laughs> That's, I mean, Skechers, my God. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. 
Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. So that stuff starts coming into play. And now, of course, the couple that really... I got to vote for maybe one of the best couples of 2021, Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin. You're so funny, baby. <laughs> Smile for the paparazzi. Uh, of course, Lisa said, ooh, I don't know if I approve of this, but secretly we know she loved, loved, loved it because it gave Lisa the Kris Jenner vibe of like, Maybe I maybe I do have a dynasty. I don't have a dunce son like Rob Kardashian, but I do have two daughters that I can pimp out at every every uh, every uh, turn I make. Uh, so we get this Scott Disick shit. So we start getting like bikini photos and all the and it was like, oh dude, oh gross. Are you kidding me? And it made us realize what a creep Scott Disick is. Now you could say he's heartbroken because of Courtney and Travis. You could say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, this dude is dating way, way young, like way too young for like, it's just, you realize that that is now his thing. Now it's once he was dating, um, uh, uh, Nicole, uh, no, Sophia, Sophia Richie, right? And she was super young, but then I was like, oh, it seems like they really dig each other. Then that ended. And then he dates Amelia and you're like, oh shit. That's like his thing is dating really young girls. It's not a great look. I will say this, of course, I think we all know there is beauty in youth, right? One of the great things that I like about myself is that, yeah, I I like young people, but like, even I like look at people like Amelia and I'm like, oh, like I, 
And I know you're like, Ryan, you could never get Amelia anyways. I'm not trying to get Amelia, but what I'm saying is that I don't think I would want to be with Amelia anyways. It's like too young. Like you feel skeevy about yourself, you know? You know, my cutoff is 27. <laughs> um, but so we get that. And we, we uh, unfortunately, in 2021, we also see the breakup of that relationship. Camelot has fallen. Also, we get a Justin Timberlake apology in February, not only for Britney Spears, but for what he did to Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl all so many years ago. He writes a very big apology that reads as such. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson both individually because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. Um, so that was Justin Timberlake's apology. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought of that. He was widely panned for the apology. Now, you know, it's hard, you guys. Like, we are taught to forgive people, right? And we are, if we can't apologize for things and 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 have them taken seriously somewhat, I feel like that would be a failure for all of us because at some point we're going to have to apologize for something ourselves, Right. And we're going to want people to give us that grace, which is a very popular 2021 word, guys. Grace. Give me the grace. Um, so Justin has, has been on notice for many, many things in his life. And hopefully this is a sincere apology. Um, but it's one of those things. I know a lot of people, I heard so many heated comments and like, oh, the patriarchy and male. And of course, I'm not the one to speak about this as a straight white dude. Like, it's probably not my, but I, I do want to believe in forgiveness. And I do want to believe if somebody writes an apology that they mean it, but you never know. And that's what's great about um, pop culture in a way, because you have to decipher if somebody's doing this for their career and to look good or because they genuinely are sorry. Now, the Janet Jackson stuff is wild because there was another New York Times Hulu special, the same people that did the Britney Spears special that just aired a couple months ago. It wasn't as big as the Britney Spears one, but it really showed that in the months after the Super Bowl scandal, Justin really let Janet take the fall for that. And he really was the one going to the Grammys and apologizing for everything, apologizing for himself. Uh, but also not standing up for Janet at the same time. Now, in March, uh, we get uh, Chrissy Teigen. We get the uh, cancellation of Chrissy Teigen because of past Twitter comments. And by the way, when I say canceled, that's tongue-in-cheek because obviously as she is not canceled. She is still one of the biggest social media stars, but she starts losing brand deal brand deals, I believe, one with Macy's, one with Target, which I will go on record. I always say I bought uh, one uh, when, I, when I got uh, divorced. I got one, uh, two, uh, no, it was two nice pan set and they were Chrissy Teigen and I love the pans. I still, I, the, my favorite pans. So shout out to Chrissy's pans, but she was telling people like Farrah Abraham to go kill themselves. And, uh, who's the, the blondie that she was picking on that was, uh, I don't know. She was picking on a lot of people and they're right there. And she was writing this just right there, but I don't know. It's one of those weird things where it made a lot of people wake up to Chrissy Teigen and, I've said this many times on the show this year is that it just, 
started to feel we're talking about apologies, she had to apologize as well. But you just realize how much she needs fame, how much she needs to be able to get there out there on Twitter and share her like shit, like getting her like eyebrows replaced. Like, girl, we don't like why don't don't do don't share this with us. You have such an amazing life. And it just seems like the life she wants is the life of fame that everybody loved her before all of this shit came out that she was kind of a bully on Twitter over the years. So I don't think there is any long lasting damage on Christy, Chrissy, except that a lot of people kind of in the know and in pop culture kind of realize that she is a little shitty and it kind of, you get a peek behind the curtain with people like that, where you just see it's all about fame and being fame hungry and stuff. And like, she's married to John Legend, somebody with an insane talent and like I always say, Chrissy does have a cat talent. She seems like she's an amazing cook. I, I mean, I always like, wow, that's really, really cool. But uh, we'll see what happens with Chrissy. We'll see if the Mia Culpas have worked. Like I said, I don't think it's affected too much. She's still getting invited to Obama's 60th birthday party and all of that noise. But uh, people like me, I kind of did actually start looking at Chrissy Teigen different and uh, not in a flattering way where I used to really be uh, not a huge fan, but like... I thought she was funny and I knew she liked Bravo and I thought that was cool, you know. Now, also one of my favorite stories of the year happened in March and that is a very big scandal. The uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shrimp Tails uh, Jensen Carp scandal. Now, Jensen Carp, who is... um, you know, he, he has his hands in a lot of entertainment things, but he's also an advertising exec in some ways, but he on Twitter said he found rat droppings and shrimp tails in his cereal bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Um, now this happened in March and it became this huge Twitter thing. But then the further this happened, he was starting to do interviews and all this stuff. Then all these females started coming out and saying that he was an abuser and all of this stuff. He's currently married to Danielle Fischel, who was Topanga on Boy Meets World. Um, so all of these women started coming out and saying what an abuser he was and just a horrible person in their relationships. And then it went radio silence, but also it was starting to be like uh, alleged that he planted the shrimp tails himself. He created this own controversy to kind of, um, you know, get a little attention. So we never got any kind of closure on this, but I feel like this should make a lot of people's end of the year list because it was just a wild story and it shows how things can really take off on Twitter and social media and the minutia in which we get fascinated by things now. That's why anybody can be a star these days. You know, you get a good TikTok, you get a good tweet, you know, people can be stars in so many different ways now. Also in March, we had the Jen Shaw arrest. Now, that was an incredible moment. Uh, we saw this play out on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this season, but this happened in March, and I did not see this coming from a mile away. And it was like, holy shit. Because you're, in my mind, I'm just like, what memes can I make immediately? How am I, like, it's like you just go, go, go. But it kind of then gave more credence to the thing of 2021 is the year of criminals being in a Real Housewives shows. I mean, think about it. You have Erica Jane and Tom Girardi mess. You have Jen Shaw. Um, uh, let's see. On OC, you have the Noella storyline with Sweet James, the the lawyer that we see playing out on OC right now. Um, 
New York. Uh, I'm sure Ramona's done something bad, but like there are so many of these things popping up that it doesn't surprise me anymore. But the Jen Shaw stuff surprised me because remember, as we're seeing the facts come out, the Southern District of New York, the criminal case, the the trial actually starts, I believe, in is it March 22nd? It's right in that time period. I'm going to go, of course, try to be a juror on it. But, um, you know, she is the top of that, that, that food heap. She's the top of the triangle. Everybody's turned against her. And so she is definitely going to be doing some time. And if you read the complaints, you know, this is why I kind of sometimes get like a stomach ache having her proclaim her innocence on a weekly show that gets a lot of ratings because there's just no way she's telling the truth. It just shows kind of what a liar she is. And you can choose to believe one thing or the other. That's always your choice. And that's what I love about these shows. I can hate Lisa Renna. You could love Lisa Renna. You're obviously wrong, but I still respect you for having that opinion, you know? But the Jen Shaw stuff, I'm just like, this is wild because she gets to kind of put all of this false information out when a lot of this stuff can be proven that she is a known liar. She did these things to elderly and, and, and took advantage of people that couldn't help themselves. And I think that's just such a disgusting, disgusting thing. Having a 98-year-old grandmother uh, myself, uh, I just really have no respect for her. And I, you know, it, it's like I talked about black and white and gray area. Of course, I'm sure she used that money to help out so many people and her family and all this bullshit. But she also spent a lot of it on her own bullshit. But I, I, I don't care what she did good she did with the money or how amazing she is with her own money. It was stolen money. It was money from ill-gotten gains. But that is one of the things. I just finished this book, Hype, by Gabrielle Bluestone. They talked about the Fire Fest and Caroline Calloway. It's an amazing book. I, I, I really want her on the show this year to talk about it. But it really makes me think of like, is there any real money? And the, the cost of celebrity or, or why we want to be celebrities when we're criminals on top of it. it. just There are so many questions and we're in a new frontier in terms of technology. You know, we didn't have this 30 years ago. We didn't have this 40 years ago. We have it now. And you get to see all of this played out. And it's really, the you know, using the media to your advantage. And sometimes with Jen Shaw or even with Erica, I feel like they get to unfairly use the media to their advantage. They get to put out statements and stuff like that that, that could be proven wrong but like on beverly hills i mean erica was just running running rampant over those ladies except for sutton if we put erica jane on potomac or even new york uh the ladies would just be annoyed by her but if you put on potomac you're damn well right we would have gotten a lot more answers you know so that is still playing out on the show but that is when it happened in march what a year guys that was three months in we already had all those insane entertainment stories in april dmx passed away Rest in peace, DMX. We all have amazing memories of DMX's music. Um, you know, unfortunately, he uh, battled with drugs and alcohol. There's a really good documentary that just came on HBO Max a couple months ago about DMX uh, and the year since he got out of prison that I thought was really good and worth viewing. So rest in peace, DMX. Uh, Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Justin Bieber um, and uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber and uh, Demi Lovato's manager, uh, got divorced in April or announced his uh, divorce from his wife. Now, do you guys remember the rumor that supposedly he had met Erica Jane at a sex club and that they were hooking up? I believe it was on Demois. Um, So that's fascinating. I just love all those little rumors. Um, I, you know, sometimes these rumors, they all sound so exciting, but in the reality, you're like, there's not enough hours in the day to be this fucking creepy, you know? There's just, you, like, 
think about your own lives. You're just like, I'm going to stay in and watch TV. Like how many people are going out to sex clubs during a pandemic? Actually, I don't want to know that. I do not want to know that. Please do not answer that. Uh, but we got the Scooter Braun thing. Now, of course, Scooter Braun ties into Taylor Swift because Scooter Braun, they purchase a big, big, uh, is it big machine uh, records? Or anyway, they he bought Taylor Swift's recordings right from underneath her. She didn't get a chance to buy them herself. And now she's re-recording all of them. Of course, we had just the re-release of in November of Red Taylor's version that is amazing. And she used this to advantage. That's why I like I hats off to fucking Taylor Swift. What a her business acumen is just amazing. Her artistry is amazing. I just feel like she really has it all. If she can keep her feet on the ground, which is just like at this point, how do you when you're that famous? But she seems to have managed really good so far. I, I just it is unfortunate though, the further you get into being a celebrity. And when you've been famous for this long at this kind of height of like she's still her fame is just top like she's one of the top 10 celebrities this year and has been for for many many years is that it's got to affect you in some way it's just you're you're breathing rarefied air that none of us none of us breathe and she seems pretty down to earth but i just feel like the odds are stacked against celebrities like that when they're famous for that long unless you just completely disappear but she seems like she's doing great but anyways fuck you scooter braun i do not like scooter braun uh also you guys that's my Lion King. Cruz Couchy, little baby Couchy was born. Jackson, Brittany, I'm Brittany, y'all. Their baby Cruz Couchy was born. Uh, I got to tell you, I think Cruz Couchy is a cute as hell baby. I uh, am a fan of Lala's baby, fan of Cruz Couchy. I always make fun of, Medita always sends me Sheena's baby. Ah, I'm so, so on Sheena's baby. Cute, but Nothing like Cruz and Lala, what they have and their babies. Of course, they all have more Instagram followers than all of us combined, folks. But Cruz was born. We also got a lot of skin-on-skin photos this year of Cruz and Jax. Always fascinating to watch. It's always Jax watching TV while Cruz is napping on him. Wild. I mean, it is one of the unfortunate things that I don't have a baby. Because I would... I would use the fuck out of that baby to promote myself. Like it is, in fact, that is a career option for me in the new year. If anybody also wants to loan me a baby just for some social media use, that would be amazing. What would we call my baby? We Maybe I should have a name my baby contest. Um, also, uh, The Bachelor, Colton Underwood, turns out he's gay. <laughs> if the rumors are true, he's gay. He comes out and uh, his Netflix special or his Netflix series actually just came out last month. I think it's called Coming Up Colton or Coming Out Colton. I don't know. Um, but the unfortunate thing about Colton was that he led on a, a girl, somebody that he met on The Bachelor. And uh, it seemed like he did a lot of damage on the way to him realizing who he was. It is unfortunate in any kind of love or sexuality or sex. It just seems like when other people get involved, there's always somebody that's going to get hurt. It's something that's so hard for me to reconcile is that you have to hurt people's feelings and love. You know, it's just all the, you know, because sometimes you don't love somebody the way that they love you or vice versa. And it just seems like so many feelings. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. Um, I can't speak to coming out ever, but I have a lot of friends that have come out in my my lifetime and I've seen the pain and, and how hard it is for them. Uh, but this Colton, what do we think about him? I don't really, I didn't watch that, his season of The Bachelor. Obviously a good looking dude. I know he has a boyfriend now. I gotta tell you, 
I'm not gay, but his boyfriend, I feel like he can do better. His boyfriend, I don't think. Take a look at He's not a good-looking guy. Like, I don't know. And I'm not, by the way, good for Colton. Maybe he's got a great personality. Who knows? But I kind of was like, what? That's who he chooses? I, I know that's so superficial to me, you guys, but that's, pop culture's done that to me. Um, now, this was a huge story in April, folks. Well, first off, my best friend Nick and Heather had their baby, Olivia, and I will always remember uh, that because I love Olivia so much and I cannot, Olivia, Olive, I love Olive, <laughs> I love Olive so much, sorry, that was, that was annoying, I love Olive so, Olivia, I love Olive, she is the cutest baby in the world, Nick's my best friend, and it was just so amazing, but also, uh, this happened right around the same time they gave birth was, we had Froyo-gate. Demi Lovato. Also, Demi Lovato is non-binary, so the correct pronouns are they and them, which I'm learning. And by the way, is a Sex in the City uh, character, Che, who's a podcaster on the new and just like that series, the Sex in the City reboot. Che is a podcaster, a non-binary podcaster that this week we had to see finger bang Miranda while Carrie watched and pissed herself in a bed. If you don't watch the series, you probably think I'm making that up. But no, it really happened. And Miranda, she was orgasming like a wounded animal. She was like, ah, 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 ah. And Che was like, you want me to stop? And she's like, no, keep going. I watched that and I was like, oh, make it stop, please. Make it, make it stop, please. I don't want to see this. Woke moment, do, do, do. That's inside for Sex and the City fans. So Demi Lovato got into it with uh, a Froyo company. Um, and I thought this was one of, I've really, I've really... Uh, I dislike Demi Lovato after this year. Now she gave us great moments. I'm sorry, they gave us great moments, like the uh, the Alien show that they have on NBC's P- the Peacock streaming service, where Demi Lovato sings to a ghost that has been sexually abused. Um, I w- wish I was making that up, but that is true. So Demi Lovato, she just I, I feel like this is hard when you're such a young age. And you have this big media footprint that when you speak out, and especially to small businesses, it can really hurt. And it also just makes celebrities come off like assholes. And it's why it's why we don't listen or we don't want to listen when celebrities get involved in politics or any other this bullshit because you have people like Demi Lovato using their platform to take down Froyo shops. Completely bullshit. But uh, Demi... Uh, called out the yogurt shop The Big Chill in Westwood saying, finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from at The Big Chill official. She adds them in her social media post when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies, other diet foods before you get to the counter. Uh, And then it was hashtag diet culture vultures and accused the store of harmful messaging and like do better, all of this stuff. Uh, Big Chill, of course, defended itself on Instagram saying we carry items for diabetics, celiac disease, vegan, and of course, many indulgent items as well. Um, And then Demi Lovato uh, tried to hit back. Um, It just made her look, sorry, it made them look so bad. Um, And Lovato did apologize, 
but then also elaborated their stance on an Instagram video, never fully, when you apologize but give a, but it's never really truly an apology. Uh, they said, I'm standing up for anyone who struggles in LA. This is a hard thing to live with on a daily basis. They added, my intuition said, speak up about this. So I did. And I feel good about that. What I don't feel good about is some of the way it's been interpreted and how the message got misconstrued. You gave that message. There's not, when you're young, you do not have all the answers. And I hate to say that as an old man now, but my God, my intuition said, speak up about this. Don't. They also had pictures the very next week of Demi Lovato promoting a product in front of a Diet Dr. Pepper sign. Demi seems to go whichever way the wind blows. And I also just find it really disconcerting when you take down a small business, especially during a pandemic. I just thought it made her look so shitty. And uh, Demi also, of course, let us know that they were California sober, which means you drink and smoke pot still. They actually recently, in the last month, uh, said, no, they are sober all the way. No more Cali sober. Sober, sober is the only way to go. So, of course, we wish her well on her sober... Uh, ah, I'm so sorry. We wish them well on their sobriety journey. Um, that's truly what I think a lot of this is, is that there is so much... If you watch their YouTube special, which I did, it's like a four-part YouTube special that they did over the pandemic, which talked about her overdose and all of this stuff, you got the sense that they are still in a very confused place. So I don't know. It, it, it's it's things like this where you just hope that people, that they take a, a step back from their social media because it does more harm than good. And you're using this powerful platform to take down people that shouldn't be taken down when the real work should be done inwards, you know? Uh, okay, also, this is the same month we got Zac Efron taking a picture where it looked like his face was just like so pumped full of fillers. Now, a lot of people said this was a bad angle. Who knows? We never got the, uh, you guys remember that picture. It was like, mm. it was like Zac Efron's face just like pumped iron at the gym. Like my face can lift 200 pounds deadlifting. It was one of the most bizarre photos I've seen, but amazing. Also, you guys, another one, Summer Moon Davis was born, Sheena, Sheena Shea, and I am Brooke. Their baby Summer Moon was born. Uh, Sheena is always meant to be a mother, and we have been able to watch that journey a little bit on Vanderpump Rules. I personally don't need to watch babies' journeys or whatever, but I know probably a lot of people dig this, so congratulations to Sheena in April. That was amazing. Now, in May, this is when we see, this is very kind of Ben Affleck, because we see Ben Affleck pop up on the dating app Raya. But more importantly, we get our first Benefer sighting. Now, of course, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez used to date 15 years ago. Huge Benefer. Could we possibly get a Benefer 2.0? We fought, we see our first photo. Could it be, folks? Do we even hope? Who knows? In April, we did not know. We also got Bill Gates announcing his divorce from Melinda Gates. Um... Obviously, a lot of weird stuff there. I think his friendship to Jeffrey Epstein didn't help from what I hear. Um, also, this is uh, in May. DJ James Kennedy and Raquel from Vanderpump Rules got engaged at the first ever Rachella, which we saw on Vanderpump Rules this season. Or Raquella or Rachella. I don't even know. I'll ask Tom how you say this. But uh, unfortunately, there will not be a second annual Rachella because, uh, I, you know, as you know, that they have... Uh, they're not engaged anymore. That, that comes out on the reunion. But in in May, all was right in the world because they got engaged. They posted on social media, all of that stuff. Now, also, 
we get John Melania and Olivia Munn dating. Now, John Melania, of course, checked into rehab over the pandemic, admitting to cocaine and alcohol abuse, which was sh shocking for a lot of people because a lot of his stand-up has been about his sobriety since college. And also, he was married to Anna Marie Tendler, an amazing artist. Um, but you get the sense that the, 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 the breakdown, the timeline on this, a lot of people have posted a lot of their timeline. So go check that out if you're interested in it. But people seem to be debating when John Melania and Olivia Munn hooked up because they also just had a baby and when she actually got pregnant and when his divorce from Anna Marie Tendler happened. Um, but it kind of was one of those chinks in the armor of John Mulaney. Uh, a lot of people really respect John Mulaney and his comedy. And I think this was one of those things where you realize, and I got to tell you, just being a man myself and so full of faults is that women, you are so much better than men. You just are. You, we, we have this thing in us. We have this thing in us that even when everything is great, we, we, we damage things, you know, we hurt things. We we're so doubtful of ourselves. We're so that we just never, it's just fascinating. Everybody that I've looked up to seems to make these grand mistakes. And of course we can never be in somebody's relationship, but Olivia Munn, like, you know, good actor, right? But Olivia Munn, we've seen date a lot of people from pro football players to musicians. She kind of is always dated. I mean, she even dated Brett Ratner at one point. But, you know, it, it's very interesting because uh, a lot of people got like, oh, John Mulaney just wants a typical Hollywood girl? We thought he was better than that. Not to say the typical Hollywood girls aren't amazing, but it kind of was like, oh, he's just one of those guys that just... Wants a sexy Hollywood lady? You know, sexy Hollywood ladies are boring. No offense to Olivia Munn. I, I don't know her personally, but... Also, Ariana Grande got married, folks. Yeah, she got married. Uh, do you, her, what do you got? The husband is in real estate, but he also looks like he's 16. You know, um, I, I saw a photo of this guy and I was like, can he drive? Have you... Like, it's... She's obviously... And she's somebody that really feels like throws herself into love very fast, whether it be Mac Miller, uh, rest in peace, or Pete Davidson, of course. So she married Dalton Gomez in 2021, and uh, they seem to still uh, be hot and heavy. Uh, there was a rumor, I thought, that they were... Um, they were, uh, that she might be pregnant, but that has not been, uh, solidified yet. Her pregnancy has not been solidified. She of course is on this past season of The Voice. Uh, and also she was really good in that movie. Don't look up on Netflix that I just watched. Uh, also, oh God, this feels like it was five years ago. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox start dating. This is a couple I could really, really do without in 2022. I think this is just an overhyped couple uh, I think it was exciting for a lot of people at first. And then by the end of the year, it just seemed like they really craved the attention. Um, I just am not a fan of Machine Gun Kelly. I think he is very fake. I keep threatening to play this clip. I, I this, The reason I hate him is that uh, when he was trying to be a rapper instead of a punk rocker, uh, he did a red carpet interview where he cussed out this uh, this black lady, and it was just really gross. I'll, I got, remind me to put that in at some point. It's just really disturbing to me. And he was talking in a totally different way than he talks now, like putting on a whole affect. And I always think that's just gross. You're just like, ah, oh, you just realize, I don't know. It's all an act. In June, okay, this is crazy. So in June, you guys, we get um, first hints that Kanye West 
and Bradley Cooper's ex, uh, Irina, are dating, right? So all of a sudden, we get Kanye and Irina rumors. And Irina is another one if you... Uh, Irina Shayk, uh, S-H-A-Y-K. She has a very interesting dating history from musicians to wealthy businessmen. Um, even dated uh, Ronaldo, the soccer star, uh, before having a baby with Bradley Cooper. They might actually be together, uh, back together. They might have reconciled from what I'm hearing in the last couple of months. But for a while, remember, Kanye, and then Kanye took her to Paris for his birthday, and we got the shot on TMZ of Kanye with a huge Kanye smile. We always love to see Kanye smile. But that was wild because you're just like, it's weird with Kanye and with any man because I sometimes feel like you're they're just in search of one of the world's rarest beauties, like a piece of jewelry. It starts to make you think that women are commodities more than like, oh, this person makes me laugh or we just get along or we, we have the same vibe about how we view the world. Instead, it just sometimes feel in the same way with Kim where they feel like they collected a jewel where they collected something. And if I sand this jewel down, if I polish it and shine it and put the right band around it, I have a great work of art. And sometimes I feel like that with men. They, they, it's more of this is arm candy like a piece of bling than the woman itself. Uh, in June, we get Lamar Odom speaking out about uh, Courtney, uh, about Chloe uh, Kardashian. Remember the... Uh, the the earring backs that Chloe's private parts smell like the uh, back of earrings. One of the darkest uh, things I've ever heard in my life. Also in June, we had the first uh, conservatorship, one of the conservatorship hearings where we finally got to hear Britney. We got to hear Britney's actual own voice calling into this case. And I played this whole entire audio clip on the podcast in June. If you want to go back and check out the full, uh, I think it's like a 15-minute statement. Um, and just uh, amazing in terms of you just feel the urgency. And uh, here's a little, uh, I'll, I'll read a little clip of it. She goes, and that's why I'm telling you this again two years later after I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just... Maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane and I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in court documents from the time I showed up uh, I lost my place here. From the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing, just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. Ma'am, she was talking to the judge, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing me for when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cruel tactics working for Miley Cyrus. If she smokes joints and stage... On stage at the BMAs, nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things. But my precious body, who's worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard, when I do everything I'm told in the state of California allowed my ignorant father to take his own daughter, who only has a role with me if I work with him, they set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me? That that's given these people I've worked for way too much control. Of course, the statement goes on and on and on, uh, but just, eh, oh man, and it really set things in motion. I think I always said this on the show was that it was one of those frustrating things where after hearing that, I was like, 
if it was a movie, you thought the judge would like slam the gavel and said, she's, she's free. The conservatorship's done, but no, it, it took a more months and more months and more months. Matthew Rosengart, uh, became her lawyer and set things truly in motion on such a positive upswing where we did get free Britney, which we'll visit when it happens. Um, in July, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton got married. Truly uh, opposites uh, uh, attract, I guess. I didn't realize Gwen was in her 50s now. God, I remember when No Doubt first came out. It kind of bummed that No Doubt doesn't really exist anymore. Like, I don't think they ever fully broke up, but they don't make music anymore. I think she released a solo album uh, like a year and a half ago or something. Now, guys, we got Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez yacht photos a throwback to the music video uh, he did with J-Lo all of those years ago, but we got yacht photos. So we are in full bloom of Benefer 2.0. How exciting. Uh, Simone Biles, um, is that how you say her name? The Olympian goes all the way to the Olympics and then uh, does not uh, compete, which was a very brave thing to do. Um, and I thought it was kind of an incredible moment uh, of 2021. Um, it, it, it took so much courage and, and so much guts to do. It was an important moment because she spoke up saying her body and mind weren't in sync. And, uh, it was a very important moment for somebody to talk about their mental health and to actually put that, uh, first, especially in such a high pressure situation. Some people criticized her for, uh, you know, quote unquote quitting, which is just not, and, and especially, you know, this is one of the people involved in the sexual abuse by former team doctor Larry Nassar, this son of a bitch that I hope will burn in hell for eternity. Um, but she even said, if I were going to quit, I had other opportunities to quit. You know, there is so much I've gone through in this sport, she said, and I should have quit all over that, not at the Olympics. It makes no sense. Um, that's why I knew it was something I had to do because my body and mind were telling me I could not do that. Um, and these people, they're athletes. They're so, uh, it's such a machine. And she knew going out there that she could potentially hurt herself. I mean, to actually say no to something that you are so expected to do and to accomplish. And it's, I mean, this girl has worked under the most pressure of all pressure. Um, so this was a very big moment in, uh, in sports history. And also, I just, I really support anybody that puts their mental health first. Um, I just told you, I just visited my psychiatrist uh, yesterday and we talked for an hour about everything I was feeling and we're going to switch some things up and, and I'm nervous slash excited to try. Um, I was hoping he would give me ADHD medicine, but that did not happen. But we're going to try a couple of other things that will hopefully lead me to a more fulfilling and, and happy life. But it's one of those things I was very scared. And I, I, I've done therapy, I've done, but I was very scared still to, to see a psychiatrist um, and to talk about all of my issues because even talking it out loud sometimes just makes you feel like a fool. You're just like, I can't believe my mind really thinks these things. You speak it out loud, you're like, wow, you know, you're just telling the truth to this person and it just sometimes is so hard. Um, but it's part of putting yourself first and looking out for yourself and trying to say, man, I really want to have the best possible life I can. Uh, we have so such little time down here. And I, I just told him, I, I told my psychiatrist, I was like, I, there's so many great things happening that I want to be the healthiest version of myself to appreciate them and to kind of push further. Um, also, Kelly Clarkson, we had alimony drama with her and her ex, um, this 
dipshit, I think his name's Brendan something, um, but uh, he was asking for an extreme amount of money each month for uh, support, which I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, her ex's name is Brandon Blackstock, and he is still living in the ranch that she bought, and she has to pay him money, uh, not as much money as he initially wanted, but man, it's just like, this guy has a job himself, it's just like free money. It's, I don't know. I didn't take anything in my divorce and I just, uh, and I really regret it. <laughs> no, I just, I just don't have a lot of respect for that shit. I don't know. Now in August, a big personal moment for me, God, that was all the way in August, Tom Girardi estate sale. Uh, me and my friend Megan, we got, uh, we got a Tom Girardi painting with, if you're in my Patreon, you got a holiday card with me inserted into an oil painting that we won with all uh, of his brothers with me in a Santa hat. Uh, and also, of course, I got the Tom Girardi lingerie, which I believe has already made its money back in terms of I, I, I use it in my cameos for people. I've worn it on my head. I've had my mom wear it on her head. I've had my dad wear it on his head. It's a family affair. This Tom Girardi auction brings families together. But uh, all these items for his offices went on sale. Supposedly, the money went to the victims. We'll never truly know. Also in August, Kylie Jenner announced she is pregnant with her second child from Travis Scott. Travis Scott, of course, being famous for never really claiming Kylie and supposedly having a girlfriend on the side. And, of course, we know how the year ends with Travis Scott. But, um, yeah stars they're just like us i don't know man it's just such a weird uh it's not any kind of relationship that i would want to be uh involved in september so sad we get the scott disick and amelia breakup um i'll always remember where i was when i heard the news i was laying in bed <laughs> and we have the unfortunate passing of willie garson willie garson of course who played sarah jessica parker's best friend on sex in the city uh, we had his untimely passing, and it was so sad. They played his last episode with him in it uh, two episodes ago uh, on the show. And he seemed like a, just a really delightful man. And it's very unfortunate that we, any of us, have to pass away. And that it's, I don't know. So that sucks. Rest in peace, Willie Garson. In October, Josh Duggar is discovered with more child porn on his computer. This asshole had a whole separate program to try to sneak it because people were watching him. He found a way to sneak it still, and uh, cops have gone on record to say it was the most disturbing uh, child porn that they had ever seen in their career. This guy is a dirtbag. I do not enjoy the Duggars. I know a lot of people are Duggar fans. I just don't believe when a family, um, you know profits off telling you how to live your life and religion and all this stuff and they can't even protect their own family from the horrors that went on with this uh dipshit josh duggar uh october also we had courtney kardashian and travis barker get engaged uh he set up all of these roses uh we saw cameras there so maybe it'll make the new hulu kardashian show but uh it seemed very beautiful we knew this was coming um, so that happened. Congratulations to Courtney and Travis Barker. Um, also so sad. Lala, Kent and Randall Emmett break up. God, now this is crazy because this is getting towards, I mean, this, I thought this was in November. It was October. Of course, Randall was spotted going into the hotel room of two girls in Nashville. All of a sudden the, 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 the dams broke and we heard all of this information. And by the way, anybody that keeps, uh, DMing me about, um, uh, 
uh, girl gangs and Gigi's reality. I don't know where she is. I don't know. I thought she went off and had her baby. So that's what I was thinking is maybe she just wanted time to enjoy her baby. I have no clue what's happening. I talked to her, uh, like, a, I talked to her in December. She was on the podcast and, and she was about to give birth. And, and I don't know. Like, so I, I'm so sorry that I don't have more information for you guys. Hopefully she's okay. I was just hoping that she had her baby and just decided because when you're on social media like this, it just can be very consuming and there's just a lot of people reaching out at all times. So hopefully that's what it is and and nothing has gone uh, wrong there. Somebody sent me a a very weird article. um, So I don't know. Also uh, in further bad Erica, Alec Baldwin, because by the way, that was something that happened at the end of December, but we talked about it at the beginning of January, was the Alec Baldwin, Hilaria, I'm Hillary from Boston, Hilaria, Hilaria Baldwin, who said she was from Spain and then found out she grew up in Boston and never truly admitted that she's a fucking liar. Uh, we now had in October in a very unfortunate accident um, on the set of the Alec Baldwin movie Rust, where they were, uh, were a director of photography um, I believe her name is Hala, and she supposedly was a, a, a brilliant cinematographer. Uh, she, uh, there was a real live round in Alec Baldwin's gun and killed her. Uh, we are still hearing, uh, the police have, hasn't given us the full report yet, but uh, it was a very tragic accident that we will find uh, more information about. The last time I remember was uh, I was a young kid when the movie The Crow came out where Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, the same thing happened on a set where uh, a round actually shouldn't have been there and and killed Brandon Lee uh, right before he, you know, The Crow turned out to be a huge movie and he would have been a major, major movie star and he died on that set. Uh, Very sad. Uh, November, we get you guys. This is where we get Kim and Pete, baby. Kim, Kardashian, and Pete. We also get the unfortunate beep, boop, 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 boop. Dorit Home Invasion. This is very scary. Um, The Dorit Home Invasion, where we see footage of two men breaking the glass. Uh, Supposedly, they threatened to kill her. She said, please no, my babies are in the other room. Please just let them be safe. Uh, They stole a bunch of her purses and stuff. A lot of people said, well, they knew exactly what to take because of her Instagram. A lot of people also said, who knows, PK has gambling debt, who knows, you know, a lot of people, and PK did not stand for that and immediately lashed out at anyone who said that, of course. Uh, also, I just told you guys last week, PK has a new show they just announced overseas where he plays a real estate tycoon. This is supposedly a reality show, not a fiction show, uh, but uh, it seems like a horrifying incident, which we will, of course, uh, be seen on the new episode of real, a new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I hate, and, and just to speak a little bit about that of people not believing sometimes what these housewives say, I just hope that they got to understand though that what us, the audience, sees are sometimes so many lies. We see so many lies. We see so many people deceive. You know, that's part of the housewives kind of motto is is lie, cheat, steal sometimes. So sometimes we're almost trained to look at the bad or to think immediately that something is amiss. And it is horrible. It is horrible. But it's kind of what we're trained to do in a way nowadays, that none of these people really can be believed a lot of the times. 
Um, and I, I hate that I actually fall into that, but I did. I mean, I, you guys have heard my journey. I question everything now. I hate it. I don't want anything to be a conspiracy. I want everything to be on the up and up. I mean, you see these TikTok videos where they'll slow down footage and they'll put in their own story. And I'm like, shit, everything's evil. Everything's a conspiracy. So, of course, we will find out more information. Um, and uh, obviously, any kind of home invasion or where you think you're going to lose your life is just so fucking scary. I can't even imagine. We also had, uh, in November, the Astroworld tragedy where 10 people lost their lives at uh, a Travis Scott Music Festival in Houston, Texas. Um, it did not have the proper security, the proper medical attention. It was very, very uh, ill-equipped to handle the surge that went on stage. A lot of people had uh, rushed the fences and broken into that festival. And of course, Travis Scott supposedly did not stop the show when he should have. Um, my friends at Allegedly Bravo did a really good episode about the Astro World tragedy. They were on the podcast, um, I think, in December as well. And it's a very good episode if you want to kind of break down a moment by moment of that Astroworld tragedy. Uh, it's one of those things, too, that you just really hope that Travis Scott's heart is truly in the right place and not just trying to save his own ass. Um, it's one of those things that this could have been prevented. And uh, I was telling somebody, I maybe it was on the maybe it was Maditza. Uh, I was talking to my um, my niece and we were talking about concerts and she said she's a she's a fan of um, Olivia Rodrigo, which, by the way, 2021, huge year for Olivia Rodrigo. Driver's license, baby. Her first album, Sour, did huge. She's about to go on tour, but uh, my my niece has never been to like a big concert before. And she said, oh, that would be amazing. I said, yeah, we should go. And she's like, well, I mean, do you, do you like I, like, do you think I would be trampled like that? And she wasn't joking. Like she was really, and I go, Oh no, 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 no. Addison. No, no, that, 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 that's a music festival. But you got to think like kids should have a healthy fear of this. I said, that's very smart. You always got to be aware of your surroundings, Addison. You always got to be aware. And especially when you're at a concert, but I said, you know, concerts aren't always like that festival. They, they actually sell seats to concerts and stuff like that. So, you know, usually I said, Addison, I go to concerts all the time. It's a very safe environment usually, but that's what we got to fight to make these things safe and to make movie going a safe experience because we want to keep these things. You know, concerts are part of my lifeblood. It, it's one of the things that makes me the happiest at going to see live music. I love it, love it so much. So it's so heartbreaking when one of the top music stars of the world just didn't do what they needed to do and people lost their lives because of it. Uh, it's truly, truly a tragedy. And like I said, it, it very much could have been prevented and we want to prevent anything like that from the future. Of course, Coachella, who he was supposed to be headlining this April, they have announced he is off the headline. No headliner has been announced since. Um, okay, also, we finally get Britney free. A full year. We we saw it where it started in January and where it ends. And this is such a beautiful way to end the year that Britney is finally free. And she seems like she greatly appreciates it. You also got to be gentle with Britney because I think this is somebody that mentally uh, has really been damaged because of what she's gone through. So you got to pray for her. You got to put good energy out there as we put good energy out for all of us. Uh, but we'll see. But hopefully, you know, it's like... You know, she has systems in place, supposedly, through this new lawyer to protect her. You know, is that she, supposedly she's not looking to do anything just wild and crazy, but you got to give her time and you got to let people make their own mistakes. And I don't mean like, you know, you got to have those systems in place so you don't end up like broken out on the streets, but you also got to let people live their life. And, and part of living life is making mistakes, or at least that's what I'm telling myself. Um, so, 
Uh, I think we all, uh, a lot of people will be hypercritical on Britney. People will always be like, well, she's still not okay. Look at those Instagram posts. And I'm like, just, just chill. Just let her figure it out herself. We'll see, you know? It, you know, you have 13 years of abuse. It's going to take more than uh, a couple months to, to, to get back to normal or full speed or realize you're not always looking over your shoulder when you get on the phone just to send a text to a friend. Like, that's the shit she wasn't able to do, you guys. That's the shit we're able to do all day, every day. Okay, in December, we got something that, shocker, Tristan got another woman pregnant. Tristan Thompson, you guys, if I ask anything of you in 2022, it's, of course, to leave a good review for So Bad It's Good on Apple Podcasts, five stars, or Spotify, five stars. But secondly, I ask that you not sleep with Tristan Thompson. This is something I have to remind people year in, year out, and you guys do not seem to be listening. My God, will you please listen? Stop sleeping with this man. He will definitely sleep with you. The problem is us at this point because he's going to do, Tristan has made no bones. He will fuck you. Like, that's it. If you are hot, he will fuck you. So congratulations, guys. But we got to be better than that because we've got to help. We've got to protect Tristan from himself. We've got to save him from himself. At this point, he's going to blow through money on just all of these kind of paternity scandals and all this bullshit. But finally, supposedly, Chloe and Tristan are done. But man, the damage is done. Chloe is such a damaged person. And, you know, this is a man who tried to fool her three or four times and successfully did it every time. Like, that's wild to really, truly make somebody look like a clown and to keep coming back and saying, no, baby, this time and to put the work in and then to do it right over again. This man is a sickness. It's called a sociopath. It truly is. Truly is. He got caught and he kept doing the same thing. He got caught multiple times and kept doing the same thing. That is called a sickness. And it is so, so unfortunate. And of course, sad news, James and Raquel um, they break up. They announce that they uh, they broke up. We find that out at the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Uh, very, very sad. Um, and that is the, the notes that Sandra gave me. And that is a really great overview. But we're going to get into a couple of other things because I tweeted this out to people and they gave me some stuff to talk about as well. Do you guys mind if I keep going for a little bit? Are you cool? Remember, you can go at any time. And remember, you can pause, go raise your family and then come back, whatever you need to do. It's all good. Uh, so on Twitter, I put out a tweet doing an end of the year wrap up for the pod. Anything stand out to you in terms of pop culture or reality show moments in 2021? Uh, I got a couple. Scotty, uh, Scotty C says, Housewives has become a brand of lifestyles filled with drugs, alcohol, fraud, stolen money, racism, delusions of grandeur, and petty irrelevance. It's why we miss Bethany because she always had the perfect response solution to nonsense. Uh, Scotty says it's irreparable. Now, I don't know. I don't know if I have, Scotty, that's a great, I mean, truly a great comment and so true because one of the big things in 2021, just like 2020 and probably for the rest of our lives we'll deal with, and we saw this especially on Real Housewives of New York, uh, was racism, was the Ramona of it all. Uh, Ramona uh, supposedly said, now, Ebony K. Williams was on the podcast and I thought it was a really, really great interview. I was very proud of that one. But yeah, like Ramona supposedly said, this is why we don't have black housewives on the show. And not only said stuff like this to, to her, but there was also a, a complaint filed from a crew member before Ebony. Ramona seems to kind of have, and, and, and the thing is, we can all see Ramona do this. This doesn't shock any of us. It doesn't surprise any of us. Now, Scotty said, housewives has become a brand of lifestyle filled with drugs, alcohol, fraud, stolen money. And I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, I love it. But then when you get to racism, 
Uh, you know, that to me was a, a bridge too far. Or you see alcoholism as we do on Real Housewives in New York. Now, Bethany, I get that comment because Bethany did have such some amazing responses. But I don't know. I, I don't want to see Bethany back on New York. And I want to believe that New York can thrive without Bethany. She does not always need to be the hero that comes in and saves this thing. And I feel like her ego is so out of check already that that truly would be a dangerous thing to give her the keys to that kingdom again. But Roni like I said about Vanderpump Rules, is an institution. I do not believe it should ever be canceled, but I do believe they need to take time off to really figure things out. Uh, people say, fire Ebony, fire Leah. I don't know, you guys. I, I really, truly don't know. I do think Ramona needs to go, uh, but not even just because of the racist comments, but also because it's it's time. It's time. You know, if you want to put her on another show or do like a Golden Girls kind of thing, that's fine. But we've got to actually, the show does have to jump, like to cut and run at some point. They do need to look towards the future. They do need to bring other young ears and eyes into this whole thing. Uh, Ramona has given us so much over the years. I, I feel like I'm good on the Ramona stuff, but I don't believe it's irreparable. I've seen a lot of amazing stuff on these shows, but as always, Scotty, I don't look at these shows as aspirational to, for, to, to begin with. I look at these as a cautionary tale. I look at these shows as what not to do in your lives or to be, thank God, these are not our lives. And that's truly different than how the show started out, right? So I, I find that interesting. Katie Babe said, James and Raquel, we covered that. Oh, this is, uh, uh, I love uh, her Twitter account. Oh, no, I think it's a guy. Isn't Dave one, but has uh, a girl's picture. Uh, Jessica Ch Chastain's outstanding performance as Tammy Faye. That is true, guys. Movies were great this year. I think it was In the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Jessica Chastain played Tammy Faye Baker. And I got to tell you, Andrew Garfield did an amazing turn as her husband, Jim Baker. Andrew Garfield hit it out of the park this year. Uh, not only that, Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix was amazing, a musical. And then he also did a surprise cameo in another movie that I don't know if we're allowed to spoil yet. But Andrew Garfield, what a uh, I really geek out on uh, Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain, amazing actor as well. Um, this is uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy uh, Heather Gay's Meatball Lollipop Twitter says, Heather Gay announcing her Bad Mormon book straight off the slopes into the spotlight. Uh, it's going to come out in July 26, 2022. The um, the book is called Bad Mormon. Of course, I don't know why Heather Gay unfollowed me on Instagram. Very, very sad. I thought we had a very good relationship. So who knows? Maybe I said something about Jen Shaw that offended her. But uh, the one thing I don't like about Heather is the blind loyalty and faith that she has in Jen Shaw. And we talked about that on my interview with her. But I was very hurt about the unfollow there. So that's very that made me very sad this year. For a high point of my year, I was very happy about that Heather Gay interview. And then, you know, I've always spoken so highly of Heather. It was very sad for me. Um, let's see. Samaj, we all know Samaj. His, uh, his podcast, Me I Am, is, is amazing. He says podcasters and podcasts being plot lines and storylines coming to the forefront. Uh, big year for exes, ex-housewives, cast members coming back, making appearances. Uh, the Shaw's spoof texts and analogies. Oh, and the resurgence of the hot toddy. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, folks, brought us the hot toddy and pickleball, which Vanderpump Rules then actually brought up pickleball as well. So year of the hot toddy and the pickleball. Um, I do find that interesting in terms of a lot of, uh, remember in Summer House, 
and other shows, they brought podcasters into it. Uh, Southern Charm, things like this. I think Kate Casey was mentioned in Southern Charm. Uh, our buddy uh, Zach was mentioned on, uh, I think, Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. And I tell, bravo, I'm killing. Like, I need to get one of these stars on to say talk mad shit about somebody so I can get my, if I could, if my podcast could be on a Bravo show in just like a little bit of a line, or even they blur out my voice or something, uh, or I just, uh, I, I would love it. And by the way, another one of my goals is to get on watch what happens live this year. You guys got to help me with that. If you ever see Andy asking for who's your favorite Bravo guest, try to, I want to get on that show. You guys, that's big for me. Uh, Diana Lee says Real Housewives of Atlanta and the bolo of it all, which feels like a lifetime of all, but that is a huge Bravo moment, folks. Bolo, boom, that big dicked bolo. Uh, one of the best episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta ever, actually. It was an hour and 15 minute episode. Just start to finish. They were there for Cynthia's wedding, uh, I believe, bachelorette party. And Bolo came out dressed in his fake Chanel with a uh, plastic face mask in that his tongue licked and we got to see his big old dong uh, and we we saw Portia losing her mind supposedly Portia and the other lady who left the show after that episode because they supposedly went back and had a three-way with Bolo allegedly um, wild but Bolo really was a high moment this year for for Bravo it brought us all together so shout out to big donged Bolo we love you uh why Johnny Ringo says housewives has seemingly turned into a platform for grifters every business feels like an MLM pyramid scheme you're totally right I totally get it there can be only so many skincare products folks it really can also huge personal moment for the show and a personal moment for colleges everywhere especially for Mormons Soaking, baby. Let's soak. Soaking, of course, huge. Soaking, let me say this one last time in the, the this year of 2021. If you have kids listening, please send them out uh, uh, unless they're willing to, they're of age and I'm, I'm going to stop talking right there. But so soaking, you guys, is fascinating. It supposedly came out of Brigham Young University where the Bible and God, of course, says that do not have sex until marriage. And these smart people at Brigham Young University allegedly found a way around that with a thing called soaking, where a man will insert his penis into a vagina and and they won't thrust or anything. They just let it there like they soak the penis. And then their friend will be on the bed with them. And the friend has a very important job called a jump humper. The jump humper is supposed to jump on the bed as hard and as fast as they can to create that natural friction that usually people do by thrusting. Uh, First off, I've never had sex myself, so it was so fascinating to learn some of the mechanics of how it's done. It sounds gross. Just (laughs) sex sounds icky. Um, but supposedly BYU people were doing this, which I just thought, what a, what a fun way to show God that he, God's like, ah, you found a loophole. Congratulations. I, you know what? I can't even fault you for that. I just, I think it's such a smart thing you guys did with that, that soaking thing. Uh, oh, this is great. The dip, um, uh, the dip at the dip who let me write a couple articles. I love the dip. Uh, I am weed. Remember when Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox first met he told Megan Fox, I am weed. Oh, shit. Uh, Unbothered Housewife says, Erica Jane, Jen Shaw, even Mary M. Cosby. Of course, 
Uh, like I said, Bravo is a home for criminals and uh, and crazy people. I mean, allegedly. Like, I mean, truly, Mary Cosby, there is something so out of whack with Mary Cosby. Uh, also, we got a huge moment. Uh, Garcelle's Gorgeous says, Nicki Minaj hosting one episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac four-part reunion. That was historical. It really did put a lot of new eyes on Bravo. Uh, Nicki Minaj, of course, also gave us a huge moment this year when she questioned the validity of vaccines because she heard from her cousin's boyfriend that he took the vaccine and his balls swelled up. I uh, I took the vaccine and I still have average sized balls. I'm still waiting for my balls to get bigger. I wish, uh, but Nicki Minaj, wild. Um, Morgan said, Army Hammer remains my favorite story of the year. We'll see where that goes. Like I said, in 2022, Tori said, has Real Housewives of New York fallen? We just talked about that. Natalie, uh, I love Natalie. She, uh, she writes the, um, uh, the Northwest account, Nori's black book. Uh, and she's been on the show before Natalie actually made her appearance on keeping up with the Kardashians in their final season, which also that's a huge, uh, news keeping up with the Kardashians ended, uh, their 20th season and they're going over to Hulu, but they acted like it was like this big farewell when they're just going to go do the same show over on Hulu. So whatever. But Natalie says we got our first mail on mail hookup on this season of below deck history was made. That is true. There's a bisexual on board and he has hooked up with females and dudes on the ship. So huge advance happening for bisexuals out there. Uh, uh, Serena Vora Chandra says Kathy Hilton becoming the queen of reality TV. I have such a soft spot in my heart for Kathy and for Sutton, but Kathy, wow. I hope I get to talk to her one day. Cause I would just love to look in her eye. There's so much going on in there. And if you watch the Paris Hilton reality show on Peacock, Really, for what started off kind of like so-so has turned into something very dark to me, the Paris Hilton's wedding, which another huge story, Paris Hilton got married to Carter Restum. Also, uh, the week after he got married, uh, we found out that he had a secret love child. So wild on that. Um, My friend Amy, I love Amy. Hi, Amy. I know you're listening. The criming is unbelievable from uh, Mohammed Hadid to Julia in Miami. It's all insane. Uh, Mohammed Hadid, uh, obviously, uh, you know, had that house situation where he lied, cheated and stole to try to get this house, uh, that his dream house was being built without proper, uh, permits and upset his neighbors very much. Then they all sued him and he lost the suit and has to tear down this house. Um, Speaking of that, also a huge news, personal news, Dua Lipa and Anwar Hadid, or as I like to call him, Shovelface, uh, they broke up. Thank God. I do not like Anwar Hadid at all. I do not trust that Hadid boy as far as I can throw him. So Dua Lipa has, is single now, and I'm very, I'm very excited about that. I just do not like that Anwar Hadid. I'm sorry. I do not like the Hadid boy. Um, let's see a couple other things now in the Facebook group, the so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey Facebook group, which I crack up every time I see it. Hey guys, if you're listening from the so bad, it's good, um, Facebook group, it's just so cool that this is, a. It's an actual thing. So go join if that's your thing. A lot of people are posting cool stuff. I try to get on there uh, every couple days. Uh, I got to be better about that. But I'm just so, it, it's just so cool that it's even there to to begin with. Uh, and thanks to Maria for, for uh, helping with that and uh, really appreciate that. Now I'm trying to see the the post here. 
Our friend Lucy Schultz. Hey, Lucy. Lucy actually got COVID over the holidays and had to do one of those locked-in holidays away from her family. And uh, But it looked like she actually made the best of it. She had a really good TikTok about it. Uh, one of the favorite... Uh, oh, favorite So Bad It's Good moments of 2021. This is really cool, actually. Good. Um, the Rinna Cackle, Brandy Fedon says... <laughs> that's my Lisa Rinna cackle. That's a great moment. So bad it's good history. Um, Rebecca says the learning of soaking. Let's soak, baby. We just talked about that. An amazing moment in so bad it's good history. Um, uh, oh, people keep saying sunking. The drunken intro for sure. Yeah, there was uh, probably a couple times where there was one uh, a couple months ago where I was hammered and... Was it the Tom Sandoval show? It was, it was, I think it was after the Tom Sandoval show, the live show, I was just slammered and I needed to put the podcast out. And then the next day I realized I did a 10 minute intro where I was shit canned. And, and sadly people were like, it's some of your best work. That was amazing. Uh, Tamara Barney refusing to come on the podcast is a great moment, uh, because I made fun of her and, um, Teddy Mellencamp on the the two teapod podcasts that they have. I hear Tamara actually in all fairness is good on the podcast. The fact that she teamed up with Teddy is just wild to me, but I respected that Tamara did not come on for that reason. Uh, also I did a taste test of lover boy. I think that was this year. Marissa says that was a great moment. Uh, one of the flavors I liked one I did not. Hopefully I will be able to talk to Kyle and Amanda someday. Casey says she loves the Sutton voice was a subtle, uh, Ryan finding his Sutton voice was a subtle one I looked forward to weekly. I say, I say, I it really came to me. I say, I say, I don't know what you're what you're getting at, Erica, but the devil always comes cry calling. Uh, Tanya, Tanya Beatty says, uh, for me, easily when Ryan died laughing when Justin Bieber was calling fans to download his latest song. Now, Tanya, that was actually weirdly enough. That was the first, that was a year ago. That was over a year ago, but that was old. So bad. It's good. But really one of the, my favorite moments was, it was just me laughing to death, listening to Justin Bieber beg his fans to stream yummy. Uh, JD says drunk intro is in my top five. God, I should have been drunk on this show. I'm so sorry. I'm totally sober right now. I let you guys down. Uh, Tina, Rinna for sure. And when he cracks himself up and laughs hard, I do that so much. Uh, Debbie, I missed the Vegemite one, but I've always wondered what it tastes like. Yeah, I did a taste test of Vegemite and you guys, it's disgusting. The fact that you people overseas love that Vegemite is wild. I got sent this beautiful care package, um, with all of these kind of cool candies and Vegemite and Vegemite made me want to throw up. My dad says he likes it, but I just don't have a taste for it. But then I, I tasted it straight and I guess you're supposed to like put it on bread or something. Uh, Laura Rummel, Laura is, uh, I love Laura she says, Oh my God, on the Patreon, when Baditza told her OBGYN story and then Ryan told his doctor appointment story, I died. I'm crying, laughing, just thinking about it. Uh, so on the Patreon, you guys, I do a, a thing called shooting the shit with Meditza Lopez. Meditza, of course, makes all the show graphics and she's just a genius, but we recap Miami on there. We kind of just t like do this thing called shooting the shit where we just talk as friends and we just end up telling some wild stories on there. Uh, if you join the Patreon, you can get all of those stuff. Uh, there's like over 100 plus episodes now. Uh, Amy says when he drank the warm BLK water, oh, the, the black water that the Real Housewives, the Manzos started. It's so disgusting. It tasted gravelly. Oh, what a horrible moment. 
Uh, Brandy needs to change her uh, answer. She says, even though the cackle is iconic, my favorite parts are when he gets a little choked up and you can tell he's crying. <laughs> it's so true. I get very sentimental. It's one of those things. And if you listen to the Patreon, you guys, my dad did an interview this week and my dad gets choked up. And that's exactly where I get the sentimentality, folks. That's exactly where I get it. And I was watching him going, what a pussy. And then realizing that I got that from him. Uh, but she says, uh, he, he works so hard for the podcast. I hate to make it seem like I work hard, but I do work hard. I hope it doesn't, I hope I don't bitch about that too much. But, uh, Brandy says finding this podcast in June was definitely one of the top things of my 2021 Brandy. Thank you so much. That's such a, I'm going to tear up just reading this. Um, this is such an amazing message, Brandy. Um, I stumbled upon Ryan's IG when he was posting stories while watching one of the Fifty Shades movies. That's a big moment for me, actually. It was finally watching, finishing watching the Twilight movies to podcast with Annabelle DeSisto on, which I think I'm going to be on her year-end episode. And also um, watching the Fifty Shades of Grey series this year, which was just insanely horrible. But I posted all of those on Instagram if you ever want to see it. It's in my highlights. Horrible. Um Nay says, I love the interview with Bill Bailey. Okay, that was just this week. And Lisa, I love Lisa, says, there have been so many favorite moments. I love all the shooting the shit with Meditza and the episodes with Ryan's parents. Yeah, I got to try to get my parents on more this year. I kind of gave them a break because I was using them every week during the pandemic. They would start the episodes when we were doing those five, six hour episodes and they would always start it. And then uh, we started going on daily and I didn't know how to piece them in. So I got to find better ways to put them in. Now, let's see what other minute stories uh, we have and then we'll get you guys out of here. Okay, so further things. Uh, Succession had a great, amazing third season. Uh, I'm supposed to have the uh, the the um, hosts from the podcast Suck S U C C that does a Succession podcast. I want to get them on to do a special Succession episode. Maybe I'll just throw that on the Patreon, but I think it should go in the main feed because I think it's such a great um, uh, a great show. Uh, of course, we unfortunately had the insurrection on January sixth that really showed how divided we are as a nation. Um, Bridgerton, uh, the hype on Bridgerton came out. Everybody was hot. Uh, for that dude. Um, let's see. Uh, we had the inauguration where we got the Bernie Sanders meme of him and his mittens. Uh, we see that Bronwyn from Real Housewives of Orange County did not make it to the cast. Kelly Dodd got fired. Fuck you, Kelly Dodd. I think she is a horrible, horrible person. And it really shows how desperate these ladies are from, uh, I think, Bronwyn sometimes reeks of desperation. Uh, we had paparazzi meeting her at LAX today with her new girlfriend. It's always funny how the paparazzi are just around her. You don't see all the housewives, but they really seem to follow Bronwyn. You always got to wonder why, but uh, Bronwyn offered cocaine to a 14-year-old, we found out, in one of the uh, the reunion episodes of Orange County, supposedly. Uh, we also had this year the Wendy Williams biopic on Lifetime and documentary, and of course, Wendy Williams is on hiatus from her show uh, for mental and physical and health reasons, so very scary about that. Uh, hopefully, she's... Uh, she's okay and, and we can get back and there's a string of guest hosts including Michael Rappaport and all of that shit so 
Her show is still going strong. It's still getting great ratings. Uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon resigns. And also, we just saw Jeff Bezos on his yacht trip with his girlfriend, uh, with uh, Gloria Sanchez or something Sanchez. Uh, and he said, he released a statement that he is not on GHB because the guy is jacked. If you saw Jeff Bezos, how he started as like that nerd with like balding hair. And now he's like this buff dude. And I'm like, okay, man, no GHB. Sure. That's an all natural body, but whatever. Azalea Banks and Ryder Rips get engaged. Azalea Banks, of course, then they got, they, they weren't engaged then all of a sudden. Um, the framing of Britney Spears we talked about. Lamar and Oda, Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter did a celebrity boxing match where Aaron Carter got knocked out pretty, pretty quickly. Also, we got Jake Paul being a fighter, uh, trying to be a serious fighter, but a lot of people saying all of those fights are thrown. Anna Delvey, uh, who was a big New York scammer, gets out of jail, and she immediately starts acting annoying on Instagram Live. Now, they are doing a series produced by um, produced and I think written by Shonda Rhimes on Netflix as part of her Netflix deal, and the, the really amazing actress from Ozark is portraying Anna Delvey. So that's something to look forward to in 2022. Also, FKA Twigs, the amazing singer, comes out against Shia LaBeouf, her ex-boyfriend, saying he was abusive. Uh, he admits to it in a statement later um, that week. Uh, Ladies Gaga's, Lady Gaga's dog was stolen at gunpoint. They shot the dog walker. Uh, very sad. The dogs are returned. Uh wild story there and they're actually still stealing bulldogs a bulldog got stolen the other day my friend sent me uh an item about that uh jonah hill continues to be a fashion icon and we get it announced that jonah hill is going to play portray uh grateful dead founder and lead singer jerry garcia which i will definitely be interested in his interpretation of that uh hannah burner gets engaged and fired from summer house wild um, NFTs become a big thing. That's part of Bitcoin and all of that stuff. Now I'm on TikTok, so I see NFT shit all the time. Should I get into NFTs, guys? Should I make an NFT? Anybody want to help me make an NFT? We got to make a so bad it's good NFT. I think we should do that. Um, Chromatica Oreos uh, debut, Lady Gaga's Oreos, and also Lady Gaga gives a supposedly amazing performance in House of Gucci, which I've talked about so much and I still haven't seen, which is breaking my heart. A lot of bad reviews, but they say Lady Gaga's performance is great, even though she doesn't do the right accent. Also, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga perform Tony Bennett's uh, last live concert uh, due to Alzheimer's. Uh, he performs very beautifully. They released an album as well. Their collaboration over the last decade has been truly uh, incredible. And I love Lady Gaga's appreciation of what an amazing talent Tony Bennett has. Uh, Megan, not Megan King Edmonds, but Megan and Harry, the royals, appear on Oprah after they move to Santa Barbara. And have you been silenced or silent? Uh, an amazing, amazing interview. Also, Oprah did a great interview uh, with Adele recently, um, which I thought was amazing. Uh, Dolce & Gabbana sues the website Diet Prada. Uh, amazing if you're into fashion. I am not. Alexander Wang is accused of sexual misconduct again. That's another, um, you know, uh, fashion-related item. But it seems like a lot of people are doing a lot of sexual misconduct out there. It's wild. Uh, the weekend refuses to perform at the Grammys because his album is not nominated for the Grammys that he feels like it should be nominated for. Award shows are just so, it's just, 
it's so hard. It's like all promotion. It's all political. I mean, you know, there are amazing things that get promoted and highlighted, but it's also who you know, like anything else. Also, the weekend uh, performs at the Super Bowl this year, and what I thought was, ah, uh, like a so-so performance. He, they had all those mirrors, remember, of him? Wild. Um, also, Lindsay Lohan got engaged this year. That's huge. Um Let's see, final season of Keeping Up the Kardashians. Randall and Lala announce their pregnancy, give birth, and break up in the same year. We find out Jax Taylor owes $1.2 million in taxes. James Charles gives us another apology video. Bad Bobby. Bobby turns 18, joins OnlyFans, and makes $1 million in six hours. That's huge. Lana Del Rey uh, releases chemtrails over the country club. Um, Caitlyn Jenner announces run for governor. Yeah, baby, I've got a way to make California a-okay again. Yeah, yeah, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's me, Caitlyn. Woo-hoo-hoo. Um, Justin Bieber gets a new, new dreads. That that look was in 2021. Now he's back to, he shaved off those all off, so we're good there. Um, New Bethany Frankel show on HBO, which uh, the big shot with Bethany, which was immediately uh, she said she was not returning to, but I believe it was canceled. And we talked to DJ Nicole Stellings, who I love uh, DJ Nicole Rose. She was on the podcast this year. Uh, Ellen announces her retirement after this next upcoming season. Elon Musk hosts SNL. He's also named Times Man of the Year. We had the brilliance of Mayor of Easttown. Uh, Kate Winslet's dynamic performance on the HBO Max miniseries. Uh, let's see here. Billie Eilish releases a new album and goes out on tour. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, Demi Lovato discovers gender politics. Uh, yeah, Chrissy Teigen, what I was talking about, she was bullying Courtney Stodden. That was the name. Uh, Bitcoin became huge. Uh, Chrissy Teigen returns to social media after a two-week break. <laughs> um, uh, Megan Kelly pulls her child out of school for playing the Z-Way show. Call Her Daddy, the podcast Call Her Daddy, bought by Spotify for $60 million. 60, that's the, that's what I'm man- manifesting in 2022. I'll take 2 million, I'll take 1 million. Spotify, buy so bad it's good, baby, come on. Uh, let's see here. Bill Cosby is, uh, is freed. <laughs> I mean, you can't, that's, Bill Cosby is free. Megan McCain leaves The View. Gossip Girl is back. I find it not a good remake. What do you guys think? Uh, I just don't think, uh, uh, I just like whatever. Grishelle and Jason Oppenheim from Selling Sunset announced that they are dating and we also get their breakup in the same year, which I covered uh, a lot last week. Um, Channing Tatum uh, gets together with uh, Zoe Kravitz. Everybody freaks out and says it's a very hot couple. I hate to go against the grain. I just don't, I'm not a huge Zoe Kravitz fan. I'm so excited for the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and she plays Catwoman. So I'll give it a shot. I just have never, I've never been a huge Zoe Kravitz fan. I don't know. Uh, Lord drops a new album that kind of bombs, but she's going to go out on tour and I'm sure that will be huge. Uh, Kanye releases the album Donda and does a lot of listening parties and retools the album after each one. And also, like I said earlier, gave Marilyn Manson a spotlight. Um, Aaliyah's music finally available on streaming services decades after her death. Uh, Alexis Nears starts dating Bronwyn, uh, Wyndham Burke's ex, which is wild. The D'Amelio show premieres on Hulu. 
I watched two episodes and it it made me feel dumb and it kind of grossed their parents kind of grossed me out because they filmed their daughter crying and I just like whoa that's so gross rest in peace to Norm Macdonald the uh, Saturday Night Live weekend update anchor and just uh, a very very funny man rest in peace um the uh Icon Elvira reveals she's a lesbian with a partner for some 19 years. I grew up with Elvira in the 80s. Um, Awesome. Uh, The death of Gabby Petito, of course, uh, in van life. Uh, What a horrifying story. Of course, her uh, boyfriend or fiancé killed her and he killed himself. Um, Fuck him. So that was very, very sad. Uh, Dina Lohan will do 18 days in jail, five years probation for T-boning a car at an outback steakhouse. That happened this year. Elon Musk and the musician Grimes breaks up. We have global supply chain issues. Uh, Colin Powell dies. Rest in peace, Colin Powell. Um, Zayn Malik allegedly slaps Yolanda. Oh, this is Zayn Malik allegedly slaps Yolanda Hadid and calls her a Dutch slut. Now, Zaniacs out there, I'm not saying anything bad about Zane, but you should never hit a woman and call her a Dutch slut. That is wild. So Zane and Gigi are no longer together, even with a kid. Uh, We also had Brock revealing on Vanderpump Rules the details of his restraining order with his kids in Australia that uh, he uh, slapped his ex. Kyle Richards stars not only in a Peacock Holiday movie, but Halloween Kills, and that is called Range, folks. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Ultimate Girls Trip premieres on Bravo. Uh, an amazing, amazing seven-part series. Uh, Paris Hilton gets married, yes. Uh, Jesse Smollett and Ghislaine Maxwell both are guilty. Ghislaine Maxwell uh, found guilty this week. We'll see what names come out of this and how many people were involved in the um, in this, this horrible crime, uh, just very, very gross. So I'm glad she has found guilty. Uh, the rise of Omicron, the new Corona. Uh, I love that. It's like a, called like a project. Um, there's rumors that Rihanna has been pregnant with ASAP Rocky. I don't believe that, but that was a rumor. Uh, and just like that, the sex in the city, uh, premiered, uh, Nancy Reagan, our former first lady is, uh, discovered to be, um, a throat goat. Uh, we've talked about that on Monday's episodes with Sophie a lot. And, uh, that's it, you guys. That That's a year. We had quite... And by the way, I know I left out so many things. I'm sure you guys are screaming at stories that I have left out, but it has been a great year for pop culture, a great year for reality shows, a great year for Bravo, and a great year, uh, I think, for us. We did so much this year. I think there's been so much good entertainment uh, some and some some so-so entertainment on here, but it is so, so thankful to be going through this with you guys. Uh, I love you. I mean that. Uh, and I hope we all have the best 2022 ever. Um, I'm going to be thinking about you guys on this last day of the year 2021. And I hope you'll do the same for me. And I hope we can put our best foot forward in 2022. So let's soak, baby. And yeah, it's me, Alicia Rinda. Happy 2022. Look at me. Look at my life. Look at me in 2022. It's going to be the return of Erica Jane. Okay, you guys. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, that's the last bye of 2021. Bye. Betches.